Everyone, Dave and Jeff, Sunday Night Podcast. A lot has happened, actually, since the last time we got together, including yep. a, a major death, thanks to Jeff. Yep. Padres got into a fight, which was very rare, but a lot of things have gone on over the last week, including a radio station change in format. Oh, boy. Which direction do you want to go first? All right. Don't let me forget. Here are the things I want to cover. Okay. It was a great weekend. A lot of fun things happened over the course of the weekend to talk about. Uh, Art Bell passed away. Yeah. We definitely have to talk about Art Bell. Arlie Ermey passed away. Yep. And compelling sports talk radio on the FM passed away this week, too. <laughs> uh, we, saw, <laughs> we saw the launch of 97.3 The Fan. Yeah. Jesus Christ, somebody got their nuts cut off, didn't they? Yes. Look, the Padres came out in a column today with Bryce Miller and claimed, we don't have anything to do with this. That's absolutely not true. It's a lie. And nobody blames them. I do not blame Ron Fowler at all for, for. I mean, they whipped it out. The pods whipped it out and said, look, we're going we're gonna to take advantage of the power we have here. Yeah. And it was a smart play by them. Are you surprised they're able to do it? I know you have more to say, but the reason I say that is Jeff and I talk about AM 830 yeah. a lot. The stage <clears throat> yeah, that they exactly. are on. And Artie Moreno had to buy that station and get the programming he wanted on there. Unfortunately, it hasn't been run very well. But Ron Fowler basically bought 97.3 without really having to buy 97.3. True. True. I mean, he really got everything he wanted. I don't care how upset he might have been a few weeks ago about Kevin Klein. He has to be walking out of there now going, oh, my gosh, I basically own a radio station. Well, they're close. I mean, it depends on what they want. Cilio's still a disaster. We'll get into that. But if you start at 9 o'clock and you move forward into game time, a lot of things have changed that if I'm Ron at this stage in my life, I'm probably thinking it's okay. They probably don't realize that Rome appeal is dead. It's gone. It's dead for the most part. Um, Doug Gottlieb is probably just a time filler for the time being, but Doug's a radio guy and, and can do a show. Uh, Jim's still a radio guy, and who knows? Maybe he catches fire being on the FM. Um, The afternoon show sounded like a show thrown together in a day and a half. Unfortunately, because those are two good guys. Oh, Chris and and Tony are are really good dudes. Um, But it it sounded like a show thrown together. You're right. And then over the weekend, you have uh, CBS Sports Radio, but they did a brilliant move. We'll tell you the good, and then we'll get okay. to the bad. Let's compliment them. A, it's going to be much safer, much more consistent than the disaster that was the machine. And I think I found the Padres having sports throughout the day. A very likable guy in Tony Gwynn. A guy who has cut his teeth in this market in Crisello. I'm feeling much better about that being a lead-in than that ridiculous men's room show, yeah. right? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Mike Hawk. Yeah, I mean, my cock was out hanging around. Um, <laughs> my cock going into Ted Lightner. Yeah. What you just say, you son of a bitch. I heard that. All right. That, that's for the morning show. Oh. What happened there? Apologies. <laughs> All around. Um, so you're safer and you're more consistent. Yeah. It's baseball talk. You're going to see a lot more Randy Jones. Bob Scanlon's, all those guys, and that's all fine. I think that's all fine. 
for what they're trying to do. I give 97.3 huge credit for doing this move. And this is a little bit inside baseball, but just hear me out. When Dave and I were at 1360, one of the things that 1360 was most proud of was not so much being the home of the Chargers because Sunday really don't impact you. Yes. What they were most proud of was having the rights to Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, the Super Bowl, March Madness, all of that. It is a contract that's owned by a company called Westwood One. My feeling had always been with 97.3, that if 97.3 wanted to cut the balls off of 1360, they should try to get that Westwood One contract. And goddamn, if they didn't do it. They did it. Look, man, I, I, I will give them credit where credit is due. That is a good get. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It is a big deal. And as far as inside radio stuff, we've heard from top management when we're at 1360 said if that contract ever disappeared. We're in trouble. It might be the end of the radio station. Yeah, we're it's in trouble. It's that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're gelded. And, uh, and to me, 1090 had it. And I don't know how 1090 lost it. I don't know how 1090 lost the Padres. If we had been given the opportunity, which we never did, to go in and meet with management at 1090, that was going to be a selling point that we would have made. Go get that Westwood One contract before 97.3 gets established. Steal it away. It is the lifeline for 1360. But they didn't bring us in. Yep. And clearly Steve Woods didn't tell him to do it. So uh, it slipped right through their fingers, and off it goes to 97.3. It's a good get. I, I, Dave, I think the lineup will probably at some point evolve a little bit, but you're not doing music. You're not doing the comedy bits. You're not doing any of that stuff. Uh, it may not be the most compelling or interesting yeah. radio, but it's okay for what they need right now. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. They've had four formats in about two months, right? You had country on that station. Then you had oh, energy. that's funny, yeah. Then you had energy, then you had the machine, now you have basically sports True. talk, Padre talk. But that, that's so unusual. Just like we were talking about before, that the Padres have been on three stations in three years, that all of a sudden that one station, meaning 97.3, has had four formats in two months. That's unheard of in radio. Now, the weird thing is, um, a lot like 1090 and a lot like 1360, um, there are points within San Diego where you really struggle to hear 97.3. Yeah. Now, Thursday, which was the day they launched, I went up to the Lake Elsinore Storm game, so I was on the 15, and I got it, no, it was daylight hours. I don't know what it would be at night, but for daylight hours, man, I got it clear well into Fallbrook and really kind of coming down uh, the hill kind of on your way to Paula. Yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty pr strong. Pretty strong, Good. all the way up to 15, so... Look, as my great friend uh, Jack Rebel, the engineer, used to say, every one of you, why do you write to me bitching about the signal? Well, I can't hear it anywhere. Good. Fuck you. Who cares? I don't work there. Why do you think I give a shit? Why are you sending that to me? Send it to them. There are more messages yeah. on Twitter of people, well, <laughs> you know, I can't hear it, and I'm right here in La Jolla. Well, fuck you, okay? If you ended up in La Jolla in your life, get a better radio. What? Why you Go wrap your car in tinfoil. Yeah, why are you telling me? It's like I had a buddy send me a message today on Facebook. By the way, stop adding me on Facebook. If I've never met you in my life, I love you to death. Follow me on Twitter. That's for my kids and my family. And by the way, yeah, I used to be on Facebook a lot, and I'm rarely on there. Don't be offended. It's just for my kids, and, and I'm just... 
I don't. I don't I think you have to say it at least once a month because people get confused on that. Yeah. You have, you have said it a bunch of times during the podcast, but yeah. if you're new to the podcast, here's the deal: Jeff does not go no. with anyone that's not basically blood related. Yeah, and Mike Costa has a situation where he talked about Syria. All of a sudden, I'm looking. Here's all these people that I guarantee you Mike's never met in his life. And they're all giving Mike shit. And I was going to write to Mike and go, remember when you told us all it was a great idea to have, add everybody on Facebook? Yes. Um, but I had a guy today on Facebook go, hey, man, wow, what happened with this 97.3 in the tweet thing? I go, you think I fucking got time in my day to recap everything, you lazy fuck? Go look it up. Or fuck you. What the fuck's the matter with people? Go look it up. If you haven't seen the story for a month, well, it started with a guy named Kevin Klein. And Kevin put, fuck off, you dick. Denise just said you had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. That's what I'm saying. It's like a Sunday afternoon. I'm hanging out. I'm like, I just deleted the conversation immediately. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, go, go play with your fist. Um, here's the problem if I'm 97.3. Yeah. Cilio on Thursday, day one. Now, here's a guy who's done morning radio and has told everybody how they built this studio for him. <laughs> I don't know what the clock is. And what I mean by that is I don't know how long you're on the air before you can take a break. Yeah. Dan had the benefit with the machine where they were playing five or six songs an hour. Well, let's say six. Every song's three minutes. That's an 18 minutes that you're not on the air. They're playing four comedy bits. That's all a minute. That's another four minutes. Now you're at 22 minutes. You're off the air. Well, he just lost those 22 yeah. minutes of break, and they added an hour to his show. So he has to come up with all that extra content. So I'm driving to uh, North County on Thursday, and he's Thursday doing, when he started, day one. Day one. And about 6.47, he goes, <sighs> you just heard him. You're <laughs> Out of gas. And he go, most unprepared, untalented guy in this town. Wow. Hour and 45 into his first show. Yeah. Now, he clearly listened to the podcast because we said, if you're so great, book Jimmy Johnson. Here's what you don't do, dipshit. Don't book him at 5.30 in the fucking morning when nobody can hear it. Hey, if you heard last hour, I had Coach Jimmy Johnson on. And he told me he liked me because I wasn't a me guy. I was like, oh, oh, really? So that was uh, Cilio. And you just go, he, he just ran out of gas. That's he amazing. He was done. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Ello, same thing. Ello ran out of gas on Thursday afternoon. And you could just tell he was floundering. Floundering around like a fish out That's of water. That's why they should have waited. They should have waited till they got all their ducks in a row. Because I, I flipped on Frello actually at three o'clock when he started, and Tony Gwynn wasn't there. You know, Tony Gwynn Jr. wasn't there, and he yeah. He what had, was that? Where was it, he? Various. I guess he was doing TV stuff, and then it was going back and forth between radio and TV, and he wasn't there. And sorry, I go yeah. to Junior and I go, "What have you been doing all morning?" Yeah, I have like, no. Where have you been all morning? Yeah, I have no idea how, how Fox Sports schedule works, so uh, who knows? True, but but as far as all that goes, why not go and hit a home run? At least set everything up. You can't be an hour forty five minutes in your brand new format and go. Ah, what am I going to do? Yeah, you, you, and it's embarrassing. And stop talking to the guys behind the glass. Nobody cares. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody cares. So then, Friday, Stevie Woods and Ben go to a break, and I flip over to Cilio. 
And so Ron Fowler's quoted in the paper today. It was an article that actually uh, was online on Thursday saying that the Padres have no problem with Dan Cilio. And you go, dude, that, that's, that's a quote that's going to come back exactly. and, and bite you. It's a quote. You can't, you can't say, hey, I don't have any. He has problems with me. I have problems with him. Whatever. Because Friday, and, and I wasn't going to tweet this out initially. Eddie tweeted it out today, and I heard it. Um, but I heard him say on Friday, he was talking about the Andre the Giant documentary and challenges that Andre has on airplanes. And Dan said on his show right around 6.45 on Friday morning, I don't know if they podcast it, but if they do, you can go hear it. And he's joking and says, you know what I do to get a better seat on the plane? I tell him I have leukemia. Wow. I tell him I have leukemia, and I do this all the time. I just say, yeah, I'm suffering from leukemia. And he goes, man, often they'll, they'll wheel you down in a wheelchair. It's just great. You take full advantage of it. Holy shit. And you go, see, my best friend of 35 years died of cancer. Yes. Okay. Well, everybody knows somebody with cancer. Yeah. I didn't cry in my car. Okay, I didn't cry in my car. I wasn't deeply affected by it. All right, so I I just go. This guy's so such a fucking hack. Who do you think he's relating to? How is anybody relating? How about the fact that the owner of the Padres, Pete Seidler, is a cancer survivor? Well, how about the fact that every station in this town does major things with Children's Hospital? Yeah, yeah, but but you're making a joke of leukemia so you can get a better seat. Yeah, saying that. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I always talk about relatives that have died. I've done this that have died, everything else that have died. So, Ron, I mean, I, I would like... <laughs> to- I got news for you. My, my feeling, Jeff, is that that's more offensive than what Kevin Klein did. Absolutely. It's more offensive. I mean, talk about a fireable offense. Uh, that's well, Ron, insane. Ron has no problem with it yeah. because now Ron's running the radio station, <laughs> and apparently, I don't know who's running. Is it Wayne Partello? Because Wayne's... Worked at W what? Because you worked at EEI, all of a sudden you know radio? So they put it up. Partello's not a radio guy. He's not. It, it doesn't that's not an insult to Wayne. He's just not a radio guy. So now all of a sudden you go, Well, that that's now who our morning guy is. And I'm sorry, the quote in the paper today makes it seem that Ron Fowler may not have come out and endorsed yeah. Cilio, but he didn't distance himself from Cilio. So now what? Was, now, wasn't it the Padres that came out of nowhere that saying that Dan Silly would have nothing to do with the Padres? Yeah, and then you have a quote yes. today from Ron saying uh, that he's been fine. Okay, so what do you do? And I just tweeted, when Eddie put it out yesterday, I said, I wonder what Pete Seidler thinks of that joke. Yeah. I would like to know what Pete Seidler thinks that the morning show that your partner, Ron Fowler, is saying, hey, we don't really have issues with him. Uh, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? He was the problem. Klein never got a chance to show whether that's really who he truly is or he's not. We don't know. He made a mistake on Twitter, and they ran him out of town. They didn't even give him a chance to come in and say, hey, man, look, that's not who I am. Let me establish some roots in the market. Whether you agree with that or not, it's fine. We knew what Cilio was. He had a track record of this in Florida, and he's a dipshit. But now you've got the guy who runs the team quoted in the paper today saying, 
hey, you know, we've really never had an issue. And it comes, now the quote probably took place on Thursday, but the article runs two days after Eddie heard it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, and, you know, the, the problem is in that building. They think that there are other people in town. This is really how offensive it's become. They don't believe that any of you could be offended by what happened with Kevin Klein. The people within the radio station and the organization believe that you were manipulated into acting that way by former people, former employees of that building. Boy, that's offensive. That is offensive right there. You know, it's funny. When we were talking a week ago tonight, we were at uh, Cali Comfort, and we had the, the yep. listeners there, and we were talking about Kevin Klein and how people in San Diego stood up for what they wanted in this sure. community and what they didn't want in this community. We saw the... The Padres actually on the field pushed back by throwing at Nolan Arenado. We saw something yeah. that was unique. We saw a pushback. What's not okay? All of a sudden, this line right here majorly is not okay. I mean, this this might be the, the worst thing I've ever heard in radio. That he jokes that he has leukemia to get a better seat on the plane? And Yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely insane. It's, it's the, one of the craziest things where you almost want a statement from the Padres as soon as possible to say, we don't endorse this. We need him to go on there immediately and apologize for his comments. Whether they they were true or not, he sat there and expanded a story off it. Yeah, he turned the it. mic on to tell a story that was completely offensive all the way around. There's no one that should be in their car should say, hey, I'm okay with this. This is funny as shit. Did you guys yeah. hear that? That was great radio. That, that's not great radio. No. And Life that's and your, death isn't great radio. And that's your Padre flagship. That's them. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just telling you, you got to wear that quote, man. You, you, put, you put that coat out there. As a leader of a franchise, as a leader in this community, and uh, and now you go, all right, all right, now yeah. what? Now what do you say? I understand a lot of people didn't hear it because <laughs> nobody's listening because the show sucks. <laughs> and Dave, I, I can't tell you whether or not it's podcasts out there, but I can tell you, um, and I would say to people within the radio station, stop fooling yourself into believing that the reaction was because former employees instructed people on Twitter to do so. That's offensive. It is offensive. Be smarter than Saying that. Saying you guys don't have a brain. Yeah. You're, you're telling the audience that they don't have it. That, that's ridiculous. And, and I, if you're the Padres, yeah, you probably got a lot of what you wanted. But it feels like one of the compromises was, hey, we got to keep Cilio. And day two of the new format, while it's safe with Rome and Gottlieb safe, Chris and Tony are not going to do anything that's going to damage you. The weekend is fine. The comedy bits, all that stuff's gone. On day two, you have your morning guys saying that he, he claims to have leukemia to get a better seat on the plane. And Look, you're the owner, yeah. the guy, the money guy, Pete Seidler. I know Ron's got a lot of money in it, too. Pete Seidler is a cancer survivor. Well, uh, uh, you want to know someone who's not a cancer survivor? Tony Gwynn Sr. Yeah, right? Yeah, not a cancer survivor. Yeah, and Just point. like we were all over Kevin Klein for saying a suicide joke when Junior Seau committed suicide, Tony Gwynn Sr. is the, by far Mr. San Diego. I mean, he's... Yeah. He, He's the most honored, established person in the history of the city for us sports-wise, and he was not a cancer survivor. No, but that that's it's good. That's your guy. But, hey, he's never said anything to – he hasn't been that bad. <laughs> All right, man. Jesus You're going to regret it, unfortunately. But <laughs> it's a 24-hour news cycle. They'll eventually – Cilio will walk in it, step in it. They'll move him out. 
they'll be fine. I believe that station will look a lot different uh, probably four months, six months, ten months from now, and, and they'll probably be fine. It'll be interesting. After basketball season, what Gottlieb even offers. I mean, because Gottlieb is known as a basketball guy. So depending on how big of a basketball fan you are, and does that bring you to the radio? Traditionally, you and I have been told basketball's not going to get listeners. Yeah. You know, basketball doesn't work. Outside of talking just the Aztecs, and even the Aztecs sometimes aren't a key to success, but when you're going to sit there and talk NBA playoffs nonstop, which is what Doug Gottlieb's going to do, you kind of wonder after the NBA Finals, what's the value of Doug Gottlieb? See, it's weird because there's CBS Sports Network, but Gottlieb's a Fox radio show. Fox is an affiliate of 1360. Now, to me, and I don't know that they probably couldn't do this because Rome is CBS and you have to carry Rome. One of the worst contracts, by the way, CBS had to have signed is Jim right, Rome, right? Right. But the one that I kind of would have been interested to see is if they could have gotten Eisen. Because it, what it, Jeff's right. What Fox offers is you have a choice as an affiliate to say, do you want Colin Coward? Do you want Rich Eisen? They yeah. go at the same time. Since 1360 took Coward, I, Rich Eisen's available. NFL draft's coming up. It almost makes sense to say Eisen's your guy. But Rich can talk anything. Yeah, he can. That's My, my, my point yeah. is, though, he's an NFL Network guy, but he also can talk anything. Yeah. Whereas Gottlieb is known just strictly as a basketball guy. Yeah, I think Doug's good enough because Doug's been around enough. Doug, Doug... Look, Doug's not going to catch Darren. I don't know that Doug, for the time being, really, I don't know that Doug beats Mark and Rich. No, I don't think so. There's um, no way. At least those guys will talk something San Diego. But I, but I don't think, Dave, I don't think those shows are done with the idea of beating Mark and Rich. Rome, they probably feel like, can still hang, um, although he was on 1090. 0. 0.0. Yeah. Um, and then in the afternoon, uh Ello and Tony, you're not going to beat Scott and BR. No, you won't. Um, I don't know how they do. I, I bet they beat the Cannons. They beat the, I During think, baseball season, they should be able to beat the Cannons. Leading yeah. into Padre baseball, they should be able to beat the Cannons, especially in that slot. They're going to get a lot of credit for straight-out Padre games when they're on the East Coast. Because to me, it sounds like Steve's quit. Steve tells – Steve does – Steve's got uh, cilioitis. Nobody cares about what you did in college. That's all these guys do is tell me stories about what they did in college. And and to me, Steve's show, Cilio's show, and, and Ello's show, to me, sound like three shows where guys rolled in with a pen and a, a today's paper and, and wrapped the pencil on the table and said, well, let's see what we can do today. Turn the mics on, and you can't do it. You're just, yeah. none of you are that are that good. You have to put more prep into it. Um, you don't, I don't feel that way with Darren's show. I don't feel that way with Rome Show. Rome Show feels very scripted to me. It is very scripted. Yeah, I don't feel that way with the herd. I, I honestly, Dave, I don't feel that way with Doug Gottlieb. I don't think Willard and, and Richard that way, um, from what I hear them. Um, Kaplan's not that way. And so when you listen to shows throughout the course of the day where you go, yeah, these guys are prepped, and then you get on and you're like, hey, <laughs> did I ever tell you about that time that I was in PetSmart? And I knocked over the bag of cat food and it spilled. No, because I, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> That's what all their shows sounded like to me. All right. I want to ask you about your experience on Thursday night. Okay. Well, you did something that a lot of Padre fans, wow. I followed on Twitter, did the same thing you did. I had a lot of people write to me and said they yeah. saw you. They didn't want to approach you. And they said, Good. <laughs> Look at you. Good. I told people you should have approached them. What are you doing? Fuck you. People are afraid of you. But they, people did the same thing you did Thursday. Tell people oh. what you did on Thursday. Thursday night. I went to Lake Elsinore, 
and I saw the storm play. And, man, okay, let's start. I'm going to start behind the dish. Okay. Catching was Lu- Luis Torrens, who was the Rule 5 guy okay. from last year. And what he played, 12 games last year, he was stuck on the bench. Dave, this dude, from his knees, throwing dudes out at second. It brought back flashbacks of Benito Santiago. Yeah. Really, really fun to watch him play. Uh, Rudy Heron was playing. Uh, Jorge Ona was in the lineup. God damn, you know the guy who I loved watching was Buddy Reed. Buddy Reed, who they drafted, I believe, in the McKenzie Gore draft. Okay. From the University of Florida, playing center field. And Dave, first to third, like nothing. Good. Flying. Now, uh, we're taping this on Sunday. Friday night, Morion pitched. And they said he was a little bit all over. I mean, 18 years old yeah. or whatever he is. But our pals at Matt Fryer said he looked great. It was so fun. We sat. It was me, my buddy Scott King, and my buddy Rob Henney. Okay. Now, let me tell you this. All, the three of us went to high school together. I have not seen Rob in probably 25 years. You know when you have good friends is when you sit next to each other. You have not been together in 25 years, and you talk like you were hanging out yesterday. Yeah. He and I used to go to the track together. I didn't realize Rob has become one of the top handicappers on the West Coast. Wow. And and for any of you that like the track, um, you should uh, you should follow him. And I, I sent a tweet out yesterday. He's got this newsletter that he does. It's incredible for the West and East Coast. But, Dave, I'm sitting with him, and uh, we're just chatting, you know, and he, he, he had heard about what I was going through. And he said, look, I'm just telling you, you need something. I'm here for you. He goes, I, I live with my family. We got extended family. We're in La Costa. I'm a five-minute drive from your office. He goes, I got a private room with a private bath downstairs. You want it, you got it. Wow. And I go, dude, how incredibly nice. And we laughed because the three of us went to Padre games forever, and we were just joking about all the old scrubs we saw. And uh, he writes this newsletter. So he writes every night from like 10 o'clock at night to like 5 o'clock in the morning. It's incredible, Jesus. his work ethic. Yeah. And, uh, and so he's leaving. He's like, I'm just telling you. You understand what I'm saying? You need a place to go. And you just go. Very cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was just so fun. We had the best time just re- reconnecting. But the Storm games are an absolute blast. And right now, with the guys that are there that are going to be part of the future of this team, God, I can't recommend it enough. We sat right behind home plate. Tickets were 20 bucks. 20 bucks a guy? 20 bucks a guy, 5 bucks to park. Okay. Um, my buddy Scott picked him up. Uh, thirsty Thursday, we had two dollar draft beers, and uh, and the storm do a great job. How long was the drive for you? Um, well, you're gonna hit traffic anytime going up in the afternoon, going up to Temecula. You're gonna hit traffic going up there. But I left Carlsbad at uh, three forty five, and, and I was up there at, at six fifteen. Okay, I mean it's a long drive already. It a was a little drive. slow, but um. But goddamn, Dave, the the you have you seen games there? I've been one time, one time only. 
Really and, fun. And the thing is, I like minor league baseball. I, I, honestly, I'm one of those guys that like to see guys that come through. I tell the story to you all the time that yeah. when I lived in Nashville, the Nashville Sounds were associated yeah, with the Yankees. Yeah, for sure. And so Steve Balboni was at first base. You had right field was Don Mattingly, which is funny. He was a first baseman. You had Willie McGee in center field. Both awesome. Mattingly and Willie McGee won MVP in 85, one in the American League, one in the National League. Mike Pagliarulo at third. Yeah. Buck Showalter was a first yes. baseman and, and first base coach. And so I loved it because you got to see those guys move on up. Now, that's all we had. Or you had yeah. a five-hour drive to Atlanta or a five-hour drive to Cincinnati if you want to see Major League Baseball. But for me, anything I could do to see baseball is what I wanted. Now, I understand the Padres are right here in mm-hmm. your backyard, but you're such a big Padre fan that you want to see what you're eventually going to see yeah, at Petco we'll Park, see the and future. that's why you did it. Well, Myers will play up there on Tuesday night, going to do a rehab thing. Here's my complaint for the storm. Okay. Um, five bucks to park is great, right? I mean, you can get in. We paid 20 and sat right behind home plate. I think you could get in for 10 bucks a ticket and really be right on top of the action. Their merchandise prices are obnoxious. Like 35 or 40 bucks for a t-shirt. Wow. And you mentioned the Nashville sounds. Why yep. I uh, why you say that? I went to Nashville. It was 2011. Uh, my buddy Nick and I, uh, Nick Albert, and yep. I went to a Sounds game. We had a great time. And they got a brand new downtown stadium. The one game stadium you went to is gone, but they now put one straight, no in, the mi- straight in the middle of downtown. Just built it a few years ago. Like and right where I was? Right by from like Bridgestone Arena yes, and all that? Yes, right by Bridgestone Arena. And so oh, the hope God, is that so they can expand from there to eventually have a major league team. Well, I wanted to get, I got my kids a couple of Sound t-shirts. Yeah. I think they were like seven bucks each. Yeah. Sounds were brilliant. Because the lines were going out. And here's what happened for the storm. People were walking in and walking out. Really? You, yeah, you walk in, you go, hey, man, I'd like to get a, a, a storm game use bat. 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, t-shirts are like 28, yeah. 30 bucks. Everything. Um, if I was a minor league team like that, and where you have Major League Baseball very close by, meaning the Angels, yeah. meaning the Padres, I would literally sell the shirts for the price it costs to make them. Which is Because every, any kid that's wearing a shirt is now wearing basically a billboard. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, um, but so don't buy a shirt. Just yeah. go up and have a couple of $2 drafts and watch the future of the Padres. Uh, again, you're right on top of the action, man. It is, it's fantastic. And then I thought it was cool. Saturday night, I ended up actually being back up in Temecula with my boys uh, we didn't go to the game, but Steve and Ben went out, and apparently Ben bounced the throw to home plate. Oh, my gosh. He bounced it. That's embarrassing. 60 feet. It's right there. 60 feet. Well, Ben thought it was 54 feet. <laughs> you and I threw out a first pitch once. Neither one of us bounced it. No, we did not. No, we didn't bounce it. For the surf dogs. Yeah, for the surf dogs. Great time. Um, speaking of the surf dogs, Nick today had his all-time best Padre team. I saw it. How the fuck does he have Terry Kennedy at catcher ahead of Benito? Benito was rookie of the year. He's a racist. I've said it for years. He is a goddamn... No, he's not. <laughs> I, I loved That's Terry ridiculous. Kennedy. Yes. I loved Terry Kennedy. Terry Kennedy was... He's a catcher. He was a guy. Come on. He was. He's John he, Flaherty. Yes. He was a guy. Look, it's Benito. It's not even close. That's one of the easy ones to figure out. But a 34-game hit yeah. streak? Rookie of the year? Uh, I mean, really the guy defensively... Yeah. That did so much, and 
Uh, okay. Uh, did you look at that like <laughs> I, I did? I did. I looked at the list also. Said you got to be kidding me. I thought it was interesting when he said what it would be, you know, 40 years from now. You know, yeah. what it would be, you know, down the road, 40, 50 years from now. Um, yeah, I, it, the list was interesting because the first thing I did was I went back and said, okay, well, how many Hall of Famers are on this list? You yeah. Know, you know, you want to think about your organization, how proud of your organization. Tony Gwynn, obviously, is sure. easy. You know what I mean? Dave Winfield is, is always funny to me because Dave Winfield's a guy that I think most baseball fans will consider him a, a Yankee. Sure. More than they'll consider him a Padre. Everybody loves Nate Colbert. I don't know Nate Colbert. I, that I was don't before get that. My, that was before my time. I don't, I, Nate was before my time, but you're putting Nate ahead of Joyner? Joyner, Garvey, McGriff. God dang, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, I mean. McGriff is basically a Hall of Famer. You look at McGriff's numbers, McGriff should be in the Hall of Fame. Garvey should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Garvey should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I mean, if you're looking at it and you go, look, I'm not going to put Garvey down because it's already the retired yeah, number. I, that, I understand that. Ridiculous that. that one I didn't surprise me at all. But, again, if you look at Fred McGriff's numbers. But Joyner, to me, I, yeah. I, I look at what Wally meant to this team in a lot of different ways on playoff teams. On the 96 and the 98 team, a leader. Wally, Wally could have been a yeah. gold glove first baseman. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wally was very good. Good teammate all the way around. But Wally was great for the San Diego Padres. Clutch. Yeah. I think everybody will sit there and have their little arguments Nate here and Colbert. there. Nate <laughs> Colbert. Jesus Christ. Is there anything that says more minor league than Nate Colbert? <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked he didn't have Darren Jackson as the center fielder. <laughs> right? Marvell Wynn. Like, Nick, people can read this. Dummy. It's right there in front of all of us. What are you doing? But you, uh, you know what's interesting? Did, 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 looking at the paper today, a couple of things I saw. Someone took a shot at Cilio in the letters to the editor. Yeah, I saw that. Which is funny because usually radio things are never in there. No. And then someone took a shot at Mark Grant. Really? Someone took a shot at Mark Grant saying they're sick and tired of Mark's antics. And saying, that, you know, poor Don Orsillo is the side <laughs> they took. You know, and it, it's funny. Mark is one of those guys that has been with the team one over 22 yeah. years, correct? Oh God, yeah. Right. Let me I mean, think. Well, do Longer you start than like, that. Do you start '96. Uh, I guess you're I mean, right. That's yeah. a long time that, yeah. that Mark's been with the team, and people love Mud. There's no one that runs oh, yeah, across no. Mud that d- dislikes him. I thought it was very unusual to see someone go after Mark and say enough's enough. You're not going to win that fight. In no. This town. You're not going to win that fight on this show. You're just not. Yeah. Um, he's good. I thought those guys. I went back actually today. I went back and watched the coverage of the fight. I hadn't seen it. Been kind of a busy couple of nights. I thought those guys did a really good job. I thought I, I yeah. think Don I said it on if if you were there on thirteen sixty. That year when they got Orsillo, I said the best free agent signing this team had this year was getting Orsillo from the Red Sox. And I, I think I was right. And there's a comfort level with those two guys that reminds me of the comfort level um, that Vaskersian and Don had. Different styles play-by-play, but both of them. Matt is so good, and Don is so good. And Mud can just relax. But I thought those guys really handled that well. The whole setup, talking about Margot, and and credit to the, 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 the surrounding guys, that we don't know their names, but the behind-the-scenes people at Fox Sports San Diego that really told you the story with Margot getting hit the night before and, and leading up to that, 
Um, I, th- I thought they handled that really well. You know, I couldn't agree more. I thought they did a great job, but it's funny. I went back and I was able to find how the Rockies handled it too. I wanted to see what they would do. Oh yeah. Let me tell you, they did a great job also. It was, it was really good broadcast. Yeah. They did a great job setting it up and it wasn't like, uh, the Padres are a disaster. This is yeah. out of hand. It wasn't one of those. It was like, this is baseball. This is the way it works. And you got to give credit to the Padres in the sense that they went after the Rockies' number one guy. Yeah. You know, Margot might not be the number one guy, yeah. but hey, you started it, so guess what? We're going to finish it with your best player. I died laughing because the, <laughs> the next day, or within a couple hours, everything's going crazy on Twitter. Yeah. And there was some guy from Colorado who goes uh, a different angle of Luis Perdomo in today's fight. And it's the clip of Forrest Gump running down the driveway and then going left and running away. God damn, it struck me so funny. I was like, that's just great, right? Yeah. I mean, because that's exactly what he did. He ran. He ran. The Freddie Galvis throwing the glove at the end was really funny to me. Um you know, A.J. Ellis getting ragdolled about 10 different yeah. ways. A.J., was, though, don't you think it was A.J. Ellis that called for it? Oh, absolutely. There's no way it was Andy Green. And that's why we talked about when, when they got A.J. Ellis here. He's going to change things for these pitchers and for this team. He's yeah. going to be a great, great clubhouse guy. That was A.J. that said, this is the guy you're going to hit, and you're going to do it now. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I loved it. And Perdomo did it. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. The thing that was funny is I always tell people, look, if you're going to get into a fight, don't start throwing your shit you have away. Yeah. And that's where Arenado fucked up. He threw his helmet down. Yeah. And when Perdomo threw, held on to his glove, which is smart, mm-hmm. you throw the glove and you follow it with a fist is what you do, dummy. Yeah. And they don't take off running. It's just on tape. for his skull. Yeah. Down the driveway to the left. As soon as he threw his glove, Arenado should have thrown his helmet at him and then yeah. followed that up with a fist. Yeah. But he didn't. He already threw the helmet down. Dumb but shit. AJ Ellis is so fucking slow, he couldn't catch him. I'll tell you the thing that you notice. Man, there's a lot of cheap shots thrown in yes. there. A lot of cheap yeah. shots. I love uh, Buddy Bowman got really pissed when yeah. AJ got hit. Yeah. You know, I do think it brings the team together. I mean, they they come back and they they roll over the Giants again today. I do, man. It, it's a different team, and you need that. You need a little bit of of the red ass to get that. And and good for all those guys, man. I think good it's, for all those. I guys. agree with you. I think that's a, it's a big step. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's funny as the Padres are playing pretty good baseball right now. Offensively, yeah. they're playing pretty well. Pitching, they're pretty playing pretty well. But we know that Andy Green's not that guy. He didn't do it last Mark year. Mark McGuire was right in the middle yeah. of it, though. And Mark and I McGuire like that has, a lot. and he's done it before when he was with the Dodgers. He did it yeah. too against the Diamondbacks. Mark McGuire is a big dude that nobody wants to mess with. He's done it also. But and he was telling Arenado holding up. Two. Yeah. You've hit two of our guys. Yeah. He kept saying two, two, two. And I thought that was cool because Aaron Otto was like, this guy's roided out. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck off, Ginger. But you're like, <laughs> like Aaron Otto's, like Aaron Otto showed yeah. respect <clears throat> to McGuire. And like McGuire, yeah. I didn't feel like, I don't know what was being said, but it felt like McGuire was, while animated. Yeah. I, right? I mean, you go, Aaron Otto. I thought it was cool of Arenado because I thought Arenado showed respect to McGuire. Yeah. Like if Glenn Hoffman's over there going too, they're probably like, shut up. <laughs> Where's Skip Schumacher, the guy that everybody is so afraid of in there? Where's yes. Skip Schumacher? I didn't, I didn't see, see him drop anybody. Yeah, I didn't see Skip running around out there. Uh, you mentioned the, the Padres that they, they've won three in a row now. All right, they'll yeah. drop the first game of the Giants. According to Rick Willis, they swept the Giants because he didn't realize they played four-game series. But when I'm watching the news last night, Padres have a chance to sweep the series. No, it was a four-game series. Fucking Willis, embarrassing Sandy Guido, <laughs> you Willis. dick. Yeah, he always claims to be a Sandy Guido guy. Fuck him. 
Joey Lucchese is the real deal. No shit. He's huh? the real fucking deal, man. I'm telling you, if you're in one of these fantasy baseball leagues yeah. that is not just San Diego guys, but it's yeah. national, you have a chance to steal this kid. I, I, lo- I love this kid. I think he, he's right. number one. He was it's pitching at to- fucking uh, uh, at Elsinore a year ago. Yeah. That's why I'm saying yeah. go up there. Lauer, who's going to be up in a couple of weeks, was there last year. Here's what I, I liked about Lucchese, and I know everybody likes a guy that's successful. As soon as yeah. that game was over, did you hear his interview in the locker room afterwards? No. He said, I grew up 25 minutes, oh, yeah. 30 minutes from San Francisco. I never liked the Giants. You know, and right. he was like, like basically, fuck those guys. Yeah, I almost beat my hometown team. Yeah. He's an A's fan. Yeah, I loved it that, yeah. he, that he says, look, I, and basically, look, they're in our division, and I can't wait to beat them again. I thought yeah. it, was, it was perfect. I loved everything he said about it. But I, I dig this kid. I'm not a big fan of the sports radio guys. Every time they talk about Lucchese playing the Godfather music in the background because yeah, he's enough. Italian name. Enough. Yeah, it, you we know, got it. We, we understand. Look, the kid's a young kid that's very good. You love lefty pitchers. They hold runners yeah. on. They do a good job. And the guy has the kind of, the balls of steel. He's one of those guys, man, you're going to love on this Padre team. I tell you, the guy I like on this team right now, and I had a feeling we'd like him. I like Freddie Galvis. You like Freddie Galvis, and Galvis is playing great. Now, here's the deal with Galvis, because this was brought up today. I think Togerson brought it up on Twitter. He's 28 years old. He's hitting 316, a home run, seven runs knocked in. When you look at the deal with Galvis, what do you offer him, a long-term extension? I thought our pal Corey Stewart was very funny afterwards, because Togerson yeah. made a point that we made months ago on the podcast. That's why we're so far ahead of fucking weekend TV, guys. (laughs) Because the point that we made on the podcast was, when Freddie Galvis signed, we said, go back and check the tape. Nobody's that bored. But you remember, we said the Padres could find themselves in a cool situation. If Galvis works out fine, Tatis may be more better suited to play third base. And then we said you could have an infield of Hosmer, Urias, uh, Galvis, yeah. and Fernando Tatis. And that would be kind of cool. Well, yeah. that's what Togerson claims as his own idea today, which it's not because he's a fucking thief. <laughs> but our friend Corey Stewart said something very funny, which I laughed at. He goes, we're about fucking two weeks into the season, right? Calm yeah. the fuck down. Plus, he got uh, Villanueva at third base. Yeah. Hitting the shit out of the ball right now. Villanueva crushes the ball. So, no, are you extending Galvis today? No, you don't have to. But let's see what happens. For me, I mean, Villanueva, Perella, Jose Perella, hitting the shit out of the ball. Oh, goddamn! I meant to tweet this out, and then I, I fucked up last night. Um, I mentioned my buddy Scott King. Yeah. And we go to the Storm game, and he goes, hey, man, I got something for your kids. He gives me a shitload of old baseball cards. So <clears throat> my kids and I are going through them last night. I swear to God, Dave. You know like how Tops used to do rising stars, future star cards? Yeah. And you look at some of the older ones and they're like, Tops is a bunch of motherfucking liars. <laughs> I found a card and I have to look and see if my kids still have it, if I kept it or if I ditched it. But if you can find it, the Yankees... Future Stars card is Jose Perella wow. and Brian Mitchell. Really? And I was going to tweet out last night, hey, we figured it out. Preller's just a card collector. <laughs> he took the goddamn tops at their word. <laughs> Shit, he's hitting 500. Perella's been great. So what did Brian Mitchell sucks? But um, no, I don't think you have to immediately extend Galvis right now. Um, because Tatis may be a shortstop. Exactly. What's the rush? 
right? What, yeah. What's the rush? Make the guy play for his contract. But You also have Gabriel Arias coming up. And Arias is ranked the number three guy in your system, infielder-wise, behind Tatis and Urias. You've got Gabriel Arias, the guy you gave a shitload of money to. And he's a shortstop. So what you might be looking at is if Tatis is going to third, then Arias is your shortstop and Urias is your second baseman. I think Galvis is great for right now. I don't know that there's any need to extend him out. Okay, here's the move that uh, that I'm going to say it's time to go, even though it's only two weeks into the season. It's young, okay? I understand we're only two weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. Christian Villa in a waiver right now. He's 27 years old, mm-hmm. sitting 293, five home runs, 11 runs knocked in. Mm-hmm. Chase Headley, 33 years old, is hitting 33. Okay? DFA? Yeah. Zero DFA home Headley. runs, zero runs knocked in. It's time to just, just cut ties, right? Just With cr- Headley? Yes. Just say it. Forget it. He's not. He's not the future. You aren't going to be able to trade this guy. Mm-hmm. Just, just get him out of there. You got to get rid of Headley. You eat, you eat the thirteen million. We all know what's going to happen. Yeah. So what? Don't sit there and follow up a bad mistake with another bad mistake by keeping him on the roster. There's no point of keeping Headley on the team. Uh, I could see that happening. I mean, at some point, right? I mean, you got Will Myers coming back as yeah. early as Tuesday. Yeah. Again, or, or not Tuesday. He'll be at Elsinore on Tuesday. I mean, you're going to have to make a move for Myers. So when Myers comes back, that's exactly when I'd make the move. I mean, come on, he's hitting 33. Yeah. I mean, How many bats has he had? I'm, dude, I'm not defending him. Too many. Too I'm not many. defending him. Yeah, too many. He, he He's bringing nothing to the table. And I mean, you have Spangenberg that yeah. can play within, right? Yeah, you can find a guy to stick over. I, I understand that he, he, he they moved him over to first base when Hosmer couldn't go. I, I got it, okay? But 33 is ridiculous. Too Myers can decisions. come in and play yeah. first. And it's not like Headley was red hot last year. Headley's not... You yeah. know, Yasiel Puig, who, who's struggling right now, that had a great year last year. Yeah, that's, not, that's not it. You're talking about a guy that hasn't been the same guy in five years. It, it goes back to what I talked about um, when we talked about pitching with Chris Young. Yeah. Remember when I said to you, if Chris Young makes the, the staff coming out of camp, doesn't necessarily mean he'll be there on May 1st. Yeah, I, 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 I think that move makes a lot of sense because I think they've – you have now reached a point as an organization where you, where you no, no longer need seat, seat fillers. Yeah. Right? I mean, Absolutely. you've got guys um, that are going to be ready to go. Pitching-wise, right? Lauer looks yep. like he's about ready to go. Um, you know, Lamette now will need Tommy John's surgery. I got into this. I love Dave Dodd. Dave Dodd, my man, uh, Gringo and, and Posner yesterday. But when the news came out that Lamette's going to need Tommy John surgery, I, I want to know why the fuck do you have this guy long tossing? Now, I thought AC wrote a really, really good breakdown, and that's what Jay said. Jay said, hey, read what AC writes. And, and I, I, thought, I thought Kev did a really good job of breaking down the fact that the team said to Lamette, Lamette said, look, I want to try to go through it. And the argument was that if you do MRIs, almost every pitcher is going to have some kind of tear. Yeah. And he felt like he could go through it, and that's why they were letting him long toss. It's not like it had any kind of more damage on it. But the problem is, Dave, we, we see this all the time with this team, that they always tell you that this guy is going to work his way through it, and then all of a sudden the guy shut down for the year. As I said to both Gringo and DeJay, I go, look, he's uh, he's going down. There's no point in prolonging this discussion. He's he's done. But I feel bad for Lamette because Lamette's now, what, 26 years old? Yeah. 
so he's going to be gone all of this year. Yeah, best chance of him coming back is middle of next summer. Yeah, it all star break. And you go, all right, well, at that time, he's 27 going on 28. And you're going to have Lauer's going to be knocking on the door. And where's Espinosa going to be? And where's Paddock going to be? And uh, Erlin's getting a start on Monday night. And you go, shit, man, this this kid really had a chance to be one of the bright stars of the future. I, I just feel bad for him. But it just feels like it 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 wasn't so much about the Lamette specific injury as it was a constant ongoing thing with this organization which is hey we're going to try to rehab and then all of a sudden in this case a month later ah shit he's going to need Tommy John surgery and you go well you just prolonged everything again by another month yes and I respect the fact that you want the player to have some kind of say in it but occasionally you got to have somebody be the big brother and go look man this is what you're facing Here's one success story, and here's 50 non-success stories just from our organization yeah. alone. But bottom line, I feel bad for Lamette. Now, he's a guy that, again, he's having Tommy John surgery. He could come back throwing harder. A lot of guys that have Tommy John surgery come back throwing actually a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Some guys fail, but but there, a lot of guys come back a little bit better than what they were before. Unfortunately, he, he was a very good pitcher. But this, again, as we said to you for weeks, this isn't a Padre team we expect to be in the postseason. No. So, so hey, go ahead, take take the year off, come back, and you still have less wear and tear on that arm as far as – forget about his age so much, but you kind of gain a year as the team catches up but, to maybe – But I would say but we know this he's to, very good. I would say this to you and anybody listening. Remember how excited you were about Anderson Espinosa when he came over in the Drew Pomeranz yeah. trade? And now when Espinosa's name comes up, what do you do? Do you shrug? We shrug. You do, right? Yeah. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he's he's working every day to get through it. That's how I look at it. Because for the first time, as long as I've covered this team and watched this team, you have waves of arms that are coming up through the organization. And for me, my fear is this guy, he might be Corey Lupke. Oh, boy, I hope not. Right? Yeah. That'd We're, be a shame. Yeah, it might be Corey Lubke or Casey Kelly or, or uh, I mean, I think he has more talent than either of those guys had. But you follow what I'm saying, where all of a sudden you go, man, he's another guy on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams where you, you felt like he had such a bright future, but he may not, the waves that are coming in behind him, whether yeah. Quantrill turns out to be this guy or any of the other guys we mentioned, um, I mean, do they do they... Do they kind of make Lamette a forgotten man? I hope not. I, like I don't him. know. I mean, again, he pitched at the major league level, whereas Espinoza, as we're waiting for him to kind of get here. He, here's uh, Let me ask you. You just brought it up a second. You said Robbie Erland's going uh, Monday night against mm-hmm. the Dodgers. I think it's Hunjin Ryu's going. But ESPN has uh, Perdomo going. Are you sure it's Erland going Monday? Yeah, I fucking okay. just said it. Well, I know you fucking said it, but that's not what ESPN says. Big game Bob. <laughs> All right, where are you at on, on Brian Mitchell? You a little nervous on this kid? Look, uh, there's there's – there's you're not you're not playing for anything right now but uh, i mean it it's a disaster yeah he's terrible his numbers are exactly what they were with the yankees i mean the the era is over five just like they were with the yankees it's the same brian cashman got the same thing the guy gets at the car lot that sells the puke green car (laughs) when you move that ugly when you go nobody's gonna buy the exorcist puke green Volvo off the lot 
and then some moron comes in and buys it, and they're like, well, shit. I guess we got to take you and get you a new ham sandwich and a new shirt. You did it. It's the same thing Brian Cashman got. Brian Cashman got himself a free pastrami sandwich and a new shirt, like Kimmy Reed asked, because you fucking unloaded Headley and Mitchell. Yeah. Mitchell would have been a guy DFA'd. I mean, they, they, Dave, look what happened. They got rid of $13 million. They took Jabari Blash. Jabari Blash lasted three weeks yeah. there and got blown out. They're like, this is the greatest trade. This might be better than Babe Ruth. <laughs> we got rid of Headley. You think he called Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman? Hey, I discovered that sack of shit. Yeah. Somebody took him. He's like, yeah, and I got rid of Headley, yeah, too. They got us $13 million. I ditched it, too. I mean, they're like, hey, we'll give you Jabari Blash. Whoa! Beautiful. They're like, Jabari Blash. Give me a bear claw. We'll call it even. No, it's, uh, look, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. will any of us remember Brian Mitchell in five years? No, I mentioned it today. Going through all these old tops trading cards, you see guys that wore this uniform. You go, I swear to God, I love this team. I've never heard of this person in my life. <laughs> That's probably how it's going to be in 10 years when we see the Brian Mitchell card come through. There we go. As of Sunday night right now, okay, Arizona's 11-4. and four, The Rockies are 9-8. and eight. Now, Look at the amount of games. Because okay? Arizona's played 15 games. The Rockies have played 17 games. The Padres are 7-10, and 10, played 17 games. Okay. The Giants have played 15 games at 6-9. and nine. Okay. okay, and the Dodgers have played fourteen games. It's kind of, kind of crazy. Twins have played eleven. Yeah, but the Twins the have weather. the weather deal. Yeah. All right, and today looked like one of those deals when you're watching the games at ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're like, is there going to be a game today? No. <laughs> but it it, it is kind of crazy how you sit there and try to figure out exactly how and they're they're going to work their arms and everything else. By the way, for the Padres, who technically look at it, they're in third place in the National League West. I understand we're a few weeks in. They're playing better baseball than I think a lot mm -hmm. of people thought they'd play. You look at some of the guys that are doing really well. And Pirelli, you mentioned before, who's, who's hitting 324, 10 runs knocked in. Galvis, Franchi Cordero's doing very well. God, that kid. I like him a lot, don't you? Wow. Five games, and he has two home runs, three runs knocked in. He played well last year. His defense scares you every once in a while. Villanueva's playing great at third. Um, but but they could not take on a Dodger team right now at a better time. This Dodger team is fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I watch them all the time. To the point where if Dave Robertson didn't have the success he had the first two years, Dodger fans would say, you got to fire this guy. He cannot make a lineup out. This Dodger team is really bad. It, it, goes to, um, it goes to what we talked about the other day, or not the other day, a couple months ago, regarding pitching. Because things could have been really interesting. Now, I heard our boy Woods, clueless as always, <laughs> uh, but I love him because he's family. But the other day, I'm driving up on that day, and he goes, you know, the Padres could have invested about $3 million, and you could have had Lance Lynn, Jake Adrazi. You you're like, no. Lance Lynn signed a one-year $12 million deal. Adrazi's getting like seven. But but I I understand what Steve's point yeah. is. I, I'm, I'm busting stones about the numbers, but... I know exactly what the point is. And the point is that if you would have invested money, let's take the $13 million, okay? The yeah. $13 million that you invested in Chase Headley to get Brian Mitchell does get you Lance Lynn. Now, I'd much rather have a guy like Lance Lynn who absolutely wouldn't have needed A.J. Ellis to tell him, 
hey, we're going to drill yeah. Arenado, he would have done it. And that would have been the guy who comes out on a one-year deal and maybe get a team option on the back end. I, I know exactly the point that Steve was making, which is, shit, if, if we would have been a little, if we would have tried a little harder as, a, as an organization, pitching-wise, this could have been an interesting year. I agree. 100% agree with that. Because you go, Richard, Lucchese, Perdomo, right? Now, all of a sudden, if you put a Lance Lynn in, and Odrazi's like a, a $7 million guy that I think the Twins traded for. I, I don't know that they... I think, no, Cobb would have been a free agent. I think they... Uh, shit, I can't remember. But either way, they got Odrazi, and, and he's he's not costing them a lot of money. All of a sudden, you go, this could have been an interesting year. Yeah. And and Villanueva, we, we like a third. Uh uh, they, is it Villanueva or Villanueva? I, I say Villa. I, I hear both, but Villanueva is fun. Spanish one seven times. I'm talking yeah. to the wrong guy. But you go okay. Even if you you think about Mustakas went for six million, right? Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden you start thinking about different things that could have been done on this team. Where you go, shit, man! All of a sudden you'd be looking at it right now and go, well, we don't have a lot invested. A lot of this is one year deals. And I don't know that we are better than the Rockies or Arizona, but we could be kind of we could be a player. Offensively, I think everyone expected the Padres to be able to hold their own in the National League West. But you're right; the starting pitching was always going to be what the downfall is. But be. there were I, and again, I think Steve made a really good point the other day that there were stop gaps available out there. You would not have gotten them all for four million. You know that's that's his interview with the Pixies coming out, but but you could you had the money to spend, and if you had done it, and and to me that was the challenging thing, which which was if you're gonna spend the money for Galvis, which is cool, and you're gonna spend the money on Hosmer, which is cool, why wouldn't you look at it and said, man, there's one, two, or or three guys that we could put in this rotation, even two guys that we could put in this rotation. And I think we said that though. I think we said it right here a on the lot. show. We said it a lot. I mean, we talked about Lynn and Cobb a lot. We talked about yeah. what could you do to to be more competitive. Yeah, I mean, Arietta didn't make sense. No, Arietta would not have been a guy that made sense. But um, but there were other guys there that absolutely would have been better than Mitchell, right? And and I don't know. As bad of a start as they got off to, going to Colorado, winning the series there, mm-hmm. coming back home, taking the first three out of four from the Giants. They should take two out of three from the Dodgers. Kershaw already pinched on Sunday. You aren't yeah. going to see Kershaw at all. The Dodger rotation hasn't been very good. Their offense has been even worse than their pitching. This is a chance for them to take easily two out of three from the Dodgers. Yeah, that's why I like in the right direction. I think your call to DFA Headley is good because Headley's taken up a spot. He's taking and, up a spot, and everybody in that in that clubhouse knows that guy over there isn't helping. Yeah, you know everyone's moving in the right direction, but one guy, the old man. Yeah, and Lauer pitched his ass off today too, and now Lauer is going to be the next guy behind the KC to come up, and all of a sudden, and, and maybe that's why Dave. <clears throat> they don't want maybe, to sit there and create a logjam. Yeah, maybe yeah. we answer our own question. Maybe they look at it and they go, "Well, uh, we we gambled on Mitchell, it cost us thirteen million, and yeah, we'd like to have that trade back." But he's going to be moved out. We're going to find a spot for Lauer. And all of a sudden you go, okay, well, we got Lucchese and we got Lauer. 
We got uh, Richard. We got Perdomo. And who's the, I guess, Erlen for now is the fifth guy. But you look at it and you go, oh, Tyson Ross has pitched pretty well. He's, yes. He's pitched pretty Tyson well. Tyson Ross has done very well. Yeah. And surprise, to me, it's a surprise. Yeah. So you go, okay, that that's pretty good. So, um, no, I, I, I think that's how you look at it and you go, all right, that's pretty good. Perdomo may not be going tomorrow because he got suspended for a game. Does it, is that... Did they do they make that where you have to sit out of start? That must be what it is. is. He, yeah. Well, is he suspended for one game or suspended for five well, games? I thought uh, it was just one game. If it's one game, is that that's what didn't make sense when the the kid you just mentioned a second ago, the one they just sent to the minors that got really upset. If he would have held oh, him on the Buddy roster, Bowman? yeah. If he would have held Buddy on the roster one more day, he would have served his suspension. But now he doesn't serve his suspension until he comes back. Yeah, I, I think if I'm baseball, I've changed it for pitchers where you go, well, you got to miss a start. Yeah. I mean, you can't go, well, hey, I'm out today, the day after. Um, my guess would be that's why they did it. Yeah, other sports. You watching the NBA and NHL I, uh, playoffs? We went yesterday. It was so fun, man. My sons, the weekend was so fun. Friday night, let me, let me walk you through it. Friday, a friend of mine calls and said, do you want to go to happy hour at the belly up? And I said, great. It's second or third time I've been to the belly up since, uh, I guess, second time. Okay. Now, there's a local band called Atomic Groove. Probably a lot of you may know them. I don't know if you did. Heard their name, but I hadn't seen them. Cover band. Five to eight happy hour at the belly up. But here's the greatest thing. I was the youngest guy in there by 25 years. Now, that doesn't happen in the bar scene anymore. And it's nothing but North County MILFs. <laughs> Boobs, Botox, beer. It was yeah. amazing. The three Bs. The three Bs yeah. in North County, right? It was so fun. And this Atomic Group Band was really fun. Like, cover bands are cool. And there's probably a bunch of them in San Diego that are good. But I did that on Friday night. So it was great. Hung out with some friends. And we just, we just had a great time reconnecting. So then Saturday, um, I went and picked up my sons, went back to Wild Wings. Okay. Everybody was incredibly nice to us there. No, my son didn't get heated up. He didn't have to <laughs> yell at anybody. But something happened, Dave, and you'll understand Okay. This. We're in a big booth. My youngest is a diehard Warriors fan. And uh, this was this was really cool. And I almost said something that would have fucked it up. I'm sure <laughs> like any moron would have. Um, and then I figured out what was going on. So we're in there. And we're just hanging out having chips and salsa. And it's me and my son Jack on one side and my son Cade on the other. And all of a sudden, Cade climbs, goes under the table. And he comes up and he's on the same side of the booth as me and Jack. And I almost said... You know, what are you doing? Go back where you, what are you doing? And I realized what it was. I go, they fucking missed their dad. Yeah. And I'm not saying that. That's not an ego thing or oh, believe sense. me, you guys yeah. get it. And they were so like, I, I was thinking back to times, you know, when we would hang out, they would just be like kids menu coloring, doing their own thing, whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden I looked at it and I go, these guys are jammed so tight to me right now. Yeah. It was great. It was just great. And so, like, I was texting um, my soon-to-be ex-wife, and I was telling her, you know, I go, this is, it was, and she was wonderful about it. I, it's funny, man. I've, I've talked to 
so many people that have gone through this. And I, I would just say, I said to their, my kids last night, I said, I love your mom very much. Uh, we may not be in love or whatever, but I love her very much for yeah. what she has meant to me in my life and for what she has meant to you. And I can just tell you, again, everybody's like, hey, how's it going? I can only say up until the point yesterday and through today, it's been fine. Yeah. And that's all we can do. We can take it day by day. But I told her, I said, I'm texting you. I feel like I'm on the middle seat on a Southwest flight right now. <laughs> um, but it was great. And so, yeah, Friday night watching this band, Saturday doing that thing. And um, we just watched we, we watched the Warriors game. Yeah. And, and so we did that and then uh, and then just hung out all day today. But as far as questions go on the NBA, you know, my my little guy loves the Warriors. So he says to me every time, hey, who you picking in this series? And I go, Jay, I'm your dad. You like the Warriors. Yeah. They may not be my team, but for this series, they are my team. I'm yeah. on. And you just you see him. Any dad gets it. Oh, great. Okay, great. Like, he just wants to make sure. But, um, yeah, we did that, and then we just hung out all day today. It was it was awesome. Good deal. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I will be – and it was very funny. Um, My wife, my ex-wife, whatever you want to say, uh, the boys and I ended up in Temecula, and we were up there till like, 10 o'clock last night. And so she had been at the Padre game and kind of like a small gathering – and she sends me a message at like 8.30. She goes, hey, I'm heading to the house, so if you want to drop Jack off. I said, ah, we're all the way up here. I go, we're, we're not going to be here till, like, we're not going to be back down till late. And she sent me, she goes, oh, my God, I just watched 45 minutes of the end of the Raptors game <laughs> because I knew he was going to be asking me 10,000 yeah. questions. And I said, well, that's cool. He didn't see any of it. He'll be looking forward to the total recap of the game. And she's like, you're giving me way more credit <laughs> than I deserve. But um, but no, man, she gets it and I get it because it means yeah. a lot to him. So we're enjoying it. I, I didn't see every man. I heard the Celtics game today was crazy at the end. I didn't see that. I don't even know if the Wolves won or lost tonight. Um, they were hanging in. But um. But at least in my time with my son, we're enjoying Good it. Deal. And I'm pulling for the. I thought Popovich was fucking great yesterday. What do you think of that? How Popovich I love handles him, the media? But I can't. My my sons ask me because you and I had Kawhi Leonard on at ten ninety. Yeah. And he was. I don't know that we had him on more than once. I think he was only on once. Very nice, very cordial, and probably along with Carl Anthony. Probably Jimmy Butler is my favorite player in the NBA. Okay. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns and Kawhi Leonard. And I don't know uh, what's going on up there. I, I don't know what's going it on. sounds like it's time is done in San Antonio. Jerry West and the Clippers made it clear that they're going to do everything they can to trade for him this summer. Did you see what Mark Ziegler wrote in the UT? No, I didn't see it. Ziegler wrote that when he was at the Final Four, he applied for a media credential to go see the Spurs play because he had a nice relationship with Kawhi. Yeah. And the Spurs turned him down. Wow. And Ziegler said it's the first time in my 30-plus years of doing uh, sports media, yeah. like on any level, that I've ever been turned down. That's interesting. That is weird. Yeah, it's it's not good. They asked Pop about Kawhi, and he said, you've got to talk to his people. 
that's not good, you know. And he loves Kawhi. He used to. I yeah, think now he, he, I think I think everything is just done. I think the whole relationship's over. They're going Spurs are gonna be out in the first round, and they're gonna blame Kawhi. I mean, a year ago people were saying Kawhi was the second best player in the NBA. You know. So I, what is it? I mean, I don't like Tony Parker coming yeah. out. I mean, for me, Dave, I feel like Kawhi is yeah. a San Diego guy, and even though he didn't grow up here. Yeah. Well, Tony Gwynn didn't grow up here, but Tony Gwynn went to state and he makes us proud of the way he of conducts course. himself on and off the court. And uh, I, I, my sons feel like because he was on the radio show one time, we know him well. I, I don't, we don't know him no. well. I don't know him well, Neither but do I. I cheer, but I cheer for him. I, do too. I like him a lot. He's a very engaging, likable young man. And I, I don't know what's going on, man. That bums me it's out. It's very strange. What did Tony Parker say? Because it bothers me when guys will come Tony out. Parker said that he came back, that he's older, and that he came back uh, from an injury that was a lot worse than Kawhi's. See, he shouldn't be talking against his yeah. teammate. He shouldn't. He, here's the deal. Tony Parker's the worst teammate of all time. Yeah. Of all time. He's the guy that was fucking Brent Berry's wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. bro- completely broke up their family. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. a, you're a terrible teammate, man. You, things are, are awful. So you, you look at you look at uh, Kawhi, and he ends up leaving. And he goes to the Clippers. That'd be fantastic. I mean, here you are. You're talking about a guy that's a Southern California guy. That Why not the Lakers, goes to, though? I'd love to see him on the Lakers, too. But the Clippers made it clear that that's who they're, they're now going to pursue because LeBron said that the Clippers aren't on his radar. LeBron has said it's the Lakers, the Sixers, the Rockets. Now, I came up with a solution today as I'm watching the Cavs game and how you keep LeBron in Cleveland. Okay. Okay, tell me. I think you're going to like it. All right, I want to bring it up to you if I expect you to come back and say, no, you dipshit. All right, here's the deal. Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cavs now, mm-hmm. him and LeBron hate each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, can't stand each other. Here, here's what I do if I'm Dan Gilbert, because the rumor is he wants to sell that franchise. He wants to okay. get, get out from underneath it. He tells LeBron, look, you re-up here, and when your playing career is over, I will put it in writing, I will sell you the team. Wow. I will sell you the team. You'll be an owner of this, the team that you love, the team that everyone associates with. Does he write with. the price right there, too? You, because the yeah, value is going to yes. go up a lot more in the and, next five And the years. deal is if LeBron leaves, the value goes down tremendously. True. So if LeBron leaves for the Rockets or whatever next year, the value of the Cavs goes right in the toilet. Mm-hmm. So he says, you stay here with the Cavs to your, to your last game, and I will sell you the team for this amount. But that's how you guarantee to keep LeBron Ooh. in Cleveland. I don't know that you can do that, though. Can you? I think you can almost work out anything under the table. You know what I mean? But if LeBron stays with Cleveland, no one's going to be shocked. He's stayed with Cleveland. Well, but but if, if I'm Dan Gilbert, I'm like, I want to sell this team, but I don't want to sell it for $400 million when there's nobody yeah. on it, when Jordan Clarkson's a star. See, remember, because you couldn't do it with the NFL with Gruden. You couldn't no, give you could Gruden do, ownership. Yeah, you could do it in the NHL with Mario Lemieux, <laughs> but you can't do it in the NBA, and you can't do it in the NFL, and you can't do it in the Major League Baseball. Yeah, but LeBron wants to be an owner like everyone else does, and that to me that's the easiest way and the only way to keep LeBron in Cleveland. Um, I promise you'll sell him the team. I was on Twitter yesterday. Now our pal Greg Bergman gave me credit for this. I am not the guy. I am not the guy. No, because yeah, when I do? when I think something this cool uh, happens, you 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 got to give credit to the right guy. And SportsCenter retweeted this out. There was a guy, and I think he's just in Detroit or somewhere, who said if if the Rockets go out and sign Paul George and LeBron James, your starters would include, and, and take a minute and write this down, Chris Paul, Paul George, LeBron James, and James Harden. Yes. And then the guy said, okay, in that order – 
read just the first names of the four guys I mentioned. Yes. I read I read your tweet. I know yeah. what you're talking about. So it would be Chris, Paul, LeBron, and James. Yes. And then he said, and now read the last names, which would be Paul, George, James, Harden. Yes. Now, I just found like <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I like that. Now my my son said he gave me one today. He said, you know, it's not the same level where you could do four. But if Oklahoma City could get D'Angelo Russell, you could do it with Russell Westbrook and oh, D'Angelo Russell. Look at that. That's pretty funny. I go, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. I like that one. But so Greg Bergman, our buddy who produces Mason Ireland, goes on Twitter. It's like, oh, I love what Jeff Dotson did. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Hang on. Because I said, no, no, no. Sports Center had it. They retweeted it out. The, the stuff like that's that, like cool. I saw some people that are like, whoa, that's mind-blowing, it's this, it's that. I swear I got it. It just felt like a, a third-grade dad yeah. joke where I laughed at it. Yeah. But you go, that is kind of weird, huh? Yeah, it was kind of cool. Chris, Paul, LeBron, and James. But then on the backside where you go, uh, Paul, George, James, Harden, you go, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty weird. And it could happen. Yeah, that's very, very weird. Yeah, I'll I tell you what, if I was LeBron, I'd probably pick Houston. That'd probably yeah. be the team I'd go to. Could be. Um, I yeah. like it. Uh, one quick thing, radio-wise. Uh, oh, two things. Yeah. Uh, Arlie Ermey died today at the age of 74. Yeah, you, I blame you. You brought him up last show. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Goddamn. If you... I knew I couldn't make it in the military after watching the first five minutes of Full Metal Jacket. Because when he's talking about Mary Jane Rottencrotch, yeah. finger-banging Mary Jane Rottencrotch, I'm like... Oh, my God, I'm dying. <laughs> I am dying. Now, I understand that his daughter is a wonderful lady, and she works in the intercom building. Okay. She works over there and, and was very close to her father and had a great relationship with her father. And God dang, what we never had him on. He we made didn't. His, he made his way around sports radio a little bit. I'd see him on the sideline at Charger Games, standing they, there. They said he was a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. It's funny, 74. I thought he was much older than 74. Yeah, he felt yeah. like he was 74 in... Yeah, in the movie. I mean, he had to be... Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket's one of those movies, the first hour is great, the last hour sucks. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like two different movies. Yeah. Kubrick movie? Stanley yeah. Kubrick yes. movie? Pretty wild movie. And then, uh, so that was a bad one that Arlie Ermey died. And then uh, our guy, Art Bell, died. Art Bell died. and Somebody else died, too. Oh, I, I'll tell you the other guy okay. who died. Um, Art Bell died over the weekend. And for me, Dave, my relationship with Art Bell, I never met the guy. He worked at, I believe, the old 690. Okay. I think like way back when 690 was doing talk radio. But then Art went to Nevada. He went to Pahrumpf. And Coast to Coast started. And I've said that in the my early days, I ran the board at KSDO. And I was the weekend guy. And so I was the weekend guy. But when you're the weekend guy, you get kind of fucked. <laughs> because if the morning guy, our pal Mike Usher, uh, went on vacation, then I was the guy who had to fill in. And I would always panic that I would sleep through my 3.30 in the morning alarm and not know how to run the morning news. But as often as I had to fill in on the morning, I also had to fill in on the overnight. 
And the overnight shift was 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Working graveyard. And I was terrified that, like my buddy Daryl Fong, somebody would walk in and find me sound asleep on the couch <laughs> in the back of the room, which happened to my boy Fong like three times. Um, but I made it every time in the 50 or 60 times that I covered yeah. that shift because of Art Bell. And what I loved about Art Bell, and we talk about the science of talk radio so often, Art was amazing at his enthusiasm for the for the art. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. From the high desert. And he'd always had, he had the Midnight Express theme song playing. Pete and Point Loma pointed out something that I hadn't even thought of that I thought was great. Art would play his intro music for like a minute. A minute 20. But he would always say, um, boy, coming up tonight, we are thrilled that we have best-selling author. And I'm like, who's coming on? Stephen King, John Grisham, James Patterson. I mean, best-selling author, Johnny Bananas. <laughs> now, we've got Johnny booked. He is just back. <laughs> He is just back from a weekend in Sedona where he was looking at UFOs. Buckle up. Johnny Bananas is coming up. And you were like, I've never heard of this guy in my life. But Art would do such a great job in the buildup that this guy was the most dangerous yeah. fucking guest he's ever booked. And shit, we may all get shut down, <laughs> including me in San Diego. And... uh like, he never gave the phone numbers out. Really? Like, if you think about it, he never yeah. gave the numbers out, but he never ran out of calls. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Wow. And it was overnight talk radio that was so great. And I found this clip that I tweeted out, and it's art on the Larry King show. And when I first started, was right at the end of the Larry King show. And... Then it became uh, Jim Bohannon. We got rid of Jim Bohannon, and Art came in. And I love it because it's two guys that did that. Like, we can all joke about what Larry King is now. Yeah. But when Larry King was doing overnight radio, he was the baddest motherfucker on the planet. You know he was smoking. He fucked Angie Dickinson yeah. on that show. Larry King now, when you see him at Dodger games in the front row, he, he looks, looks like he's a buck 11. <laughs> he looks like just a sack of skin with no bones, yeah. no skeleton. But, man, he was he was running that show from either yeah. uh, D.C. or New York or wherever. And that's why I say, Dave, for me, and, and they're talking about it. Yeah. Art and Larry are talking about it. Doing overnight radio. It's so fucking fun. <laughs> it's so great because they like each other. There's a mutual respect and they're talking about why doing it. And Art says, I never wanted to get off the overnights because there's a difference in the people you have. And he connected with them. Yeah. And he showed them respect. The people that would call and say, I'm living with an alien. I've seen UFOs. Um, my sister's an alien. I <laughs> fucked an alien. Really? Really? And he was just... That's why it's like, man, we waste so much time on, on morons like Cilio yeah. that, that don't know how to do compelling radio that when a guy like that 
uh, passes away, and and I heard he was difficult to work with. I I don't know. I mean, he was in, he was out, he was in, and he was out. But goddamn, man, for for those of us that have been lucky enough to do what Darren Smith talks about, which is the the energy of turning on the button and going live, shit, he he was one of my all time. I can't imagine doing that format. I mean, it's one of those deals where there's no way in hell I could do that format. Oh, I think you'd be great at it. Oh my gosh, I don't know, man. I t- well, I'm not a UFO guy, you know, no. at all. I don't believe in UFOs. I don't believe ghost. In... Ghost. He or... would do ghost okay. to ghost. That okay. was a great show okay. on Halloween yes. night. Ghost to ghost. Ghost might be different, but as far as Martians and UFOs and all that, and I have friends of mine extraterrestrial time travel. Yeah, who uh, it's really funny. People that I know that are very conservative. That you know everything's black and white, and this is the way it should be, and they they won't ever look at the other side. But man, they believe in UFOs. And I yeah. said, what proof do you have? And I go, why would you want UFOs? Why yeah. would you want Martians? Why would you want? Uh, you know, why would you want more fucking traffic in California? You know, I yeah. hope they don't exist. <laughs> I yeah. hope they never come down. <laughs> but he, um, it's funny. Stern just a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about the end of Imus. And Imus was talking about his five favorite radio guys of all time. Of course, he put himself of on course. the list. Great guy. But he did put Stern on the list. And then uh, one of the guys on Stern's show came in. And was talking about guys, you know, his favorite five. Um, it was interesting. He had Stern on the list. He had Limbaugh, which okay. is true. I mean, Limbaugh was unbelievable. When Rush had, at that time, I mean, we've told the Michael Reagan story. If you think <laughs> that Rush Limbaugh is going to come in here and get better ratings than I am doing local, hey, more power to you. We had 10 share about two weeks later. Um. Glenn Beck, yeah. Which it, the Glenn Beck from twenty years ago versus the Glenn Beck today, two different guys. The Glenn Beck who did talk radio twenty years ago was like, wow, like really, where you go, holy cow, man, just at a different level. And however you feel about him today, I just, I, I our boss at KFMB told me, listen to tapes of Glenn Beck. It will Im- help you improve as a host. And I listened to him. And I was just like, God, dude, I'll never get that. <laughs> I mean, and I, I remember going back to Dave and saying, Dave Sniff, yeah, you mind? This guy's just like, you know, dude, I go in and fuck around. I do Vera impressions. <laughs> Marin Poway impressions, right? Like, Glenn Beck is not... Yeah. F- Fucking wasting time. Doing Mayor Poway impressions. Yeah. Yeah. Polishing. What the fuck do you mean by that, Jeffrey? <laughs> um, but then the guy from Stern Show said Art Bell. And Stern yeah. said, uh, now, the other guy, the, the greatest, in my opinion. Phil Hendry? Yeah. Yeah. Was he in there? Was he in the list? No, they didn't. Oh, that's but the I same. Know, I, I know Stern I, would put him in the top five. Yeah, I think Stern. I think it just. I think it just slipped by Stern. No, Hendry. Okay. Hendry's yeah. amazing. But for me, Dave, when you think about it, as far as guys that did, we'll do talk, and then I don't know if if music wise you go, but talk wise for me, um, Hendry. Hendry Art, was awesome. Hendry Art. Uh, I would absolutely put Larry King yeah. in there because uh, you can't. I don't judge the CNN show where you go, Larry, unprepared for an interview, like asking yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, did your show get canceled? He was like, no, I quit. <laughs> uh, I don't judge him. <laughs> My dad was a Stern. huge Larry King fan. Yeah. I mean, I would go Hendry. I, I think Art, Larry, Stern, 
And then, uh, you know, we we could fill in the blank with anybody else as far as one of the final. Well, I, I tell you, it's funny, man. When I think of guys who do radio, even before you and I did it, but there, there's, I, I tell you what, even when we were trying to do it, I think I paid attention more. They were just, it was just there. Radio was there. You know, yeah. TV, sitcoms, you and I aren't going to ever be in a sitcom. I, if I can see a sitcom that makes me laugh, I, I'll go, okay, they did a good job. Because yeah. I don't laugh out loud. But no. As much as you make me laugh, I don't laugh out loud watching TV very often. So if someone does it, I go, man, that, that's pretty good writing. The the guys that stand out to me, because when I used to cover the Lakers and I would leave at 2 in the afternoon and come back at 2 in the morning, I used to listen to um, Mr. KBC. Oh, fuck, he was great. And I tell you, then he, he was, was Mr. He KFI. was Mr. KFI first, Okay, I don't right? know which one it was first, but it may, maybe. Fuck. But it was the same was guy. great. And, and he was, I couldn't figure out how the fuck he did it. Right. Because as far as I know, this was before Google. Right. So people yes. would call in and say, hey, my wife and I are going to San Francisco and we're yeah. looking for a great Italian restaurant, but we're staying right in Union Square. Boom. He had an answer for you. I mean, you yeah. could ask him fucking anything and he had anything. an answer, you know, and, and the one thing, there are a couple things that stand out with different guys that I'll never forget. I remember when out of the blue, he says the government broke into your house and stole your fucking Rubik's Cube. He so goes, he, he goes, everybody had one. Nobody remembers throwing it away. Yeah. The government broke in and stole your Rubik's Cubes. They're recording devices and all of them. Yeah. And then for weeks, people would call and say, fuck, man, I cannot find my fucking Rubik's Cube. <laughs> and finally, he had to say, look, I just fucking made it up. Stop calling me about the fucking yeah. Rubik's Cube. But it was it was genius. The Phil Hendry one, and, and Jeff explained it before how he does the different voices, but they're all him. But unless you're inside of the joke, you don't realize that he he's doing five people. To not get confused most of the time was incredible but the one he did on the Padres I'll never forget where oh he, yeah yes where he said he had a guest on that was yep. a huge San Diego Padre fan now let me just go explain ahead. one go ahead let me I'll, I'll let, let you, you tell the story you do a better job with it, telling the story than I do but this is one radio bit I'll never forget uh Dave and I are sitting here and I really only have a mic Dave's got we're running this through Dave's Mac computer and that's it but what Phil does brilliantly is he um, interviews himself. You don't realize he's interviewing himself. Correct. Phil will bring on a guest, and it will be um, Ted Bell, owner of Ted's Steakhouse in Beverly Hills. And Ted will be talking about whatever is going on. But what Phil is doing that's incredibly brilliant is he has a small sound mixing board in front of him, and he has three levers. And the levers are this microphone that he's talking through. The middle lever is a phone where he changes his voice and he's the guest, Ted Bell. And then the third lever is the phone call to incorporate you into the show. Yep. So when you're watching it and you're a guy that's A, run the board, and B, done a talk show, and you look and you say, this guy is talking to himself interviewing himself yeah. at a level that nobody can tell seamlessly he is phil talking to ted now he's incorporating a caller so he's phil talking to the caller he's ted talking to the caller while at the same time controlling the levels insane and holding a phone so he's controlling the levels with one hand. He has an old landline phone that he leans back away from the microphone into while with his right hand, 
controlling levers, up, down, up, down, conversation going seamlessly, boom, callers interrupting like any form of conversation would be. It's the most insane yeah. thing I've ever, I've watched him do it live a couple of times. It's fantastic. But Dave, the, 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 the Padre one was amazing. He did it on KFI. It was great. Yeah, he, and and it, we'll see how well I explain the story. But basically, it was a guy brought on as a guest uh-huh. who was a huge San Diego Padre fan. Yep. And he says he realizes as a Padre fan, the Padres play better when more people are filling up Qualcomm Stadium. Yep. So what he would do is he would lease buses from Mexico. A flatbed truck. <laughs> for every game to bring people over from TJ. Yeah, for the game. For the game. To watch the Padres support the team, thinking the bigger the crowd, the It'd better be the team's going to play. And especially they would have a chance to see Fernando Valenzuela yes. and some of the other great Mexican players exactly. on the team. But then then the guy whose idea it was to do this would get tired and go yeah. home, like in the sixth inning, and assume those guys all made it back to TJ on their own. <laughs> and people lost their shit when they started doing the <laughs> math, going 81 times, and they're thinking, how many people is he bringing over the border illegally? 60 to 70? Yeah. How many people is he bringing over the border illegally? People were stopping the car on the freeway, calling, losing their shit. Yeah. And his attitude was, look, the Padre fans, they're good people. I know I they're going back for, home. I work for a living. They've all <laughs> given me their word they're going home. And people were so fucking mad. But it was hysterical because it was the Padres. I thought yeah, it, was, it was funny. It in was, a flatbed. He was driving them oh, across the border. Oh, my gosh. And so it, great, Phil, for yeah. these. Well, wait. Now, how are they getting home? <laughs> Phil. They've all given me their word. They all, we all shake hands before we leave that they're going to go back to Tijuana. And these people would call and just lose their mind. They're yeah. so fucking mad. It was, it was, it was great. But you, you, you described it great how he did the show. The only way I can explain what it was like, it's like driving three different stick shifts at once. Yes. And not unbelievable. And being able to maintain what you're doing. It, it, it's incredible radio. And there's an art to it that I can't imagine. Oh, I can't my imagine God. anyone attempting it. He, he's the best. And what I used to love that he would do, because I had a friend, my buddy Emiliano Lamone, worked in the building. And the program director was a guy named David Hall. Now, I've never met David Hall, David G. Hall, but he apparently is an incredibly nice man, unless you heard him on yes. Phil Hendry. Because Phil would do, David G. Hall is the biggest asshole in the history of radio. So uh, he had him one night. And he always changed his voice. And he's like, Phil, your numbers suck. <laughs> David, can we talk about this off the air? No, we're going to talk about it now or you're going to fire it. And the one place where you're not connecting, Phil, maybe you understand, maybe if you did a little research, you would understand that there's a huge Latin population in Los Angeles. Did you understand that, <laughs> Phil? And Phil would say, yes, yes. And he'd say, well, you need to connect with him. Now, I want to hear you sing La Cucaracha. <laughs> David, I'm not. You're going to sing it or you're going to be fired. So then Phil would be like, La Cuca, louder. <laughs> and he's leaning back loud, La Cuca. <laughs> and these people would call in. You know, I want to tell you the way you treat your employees is all. Hey, shut your mouth. <laughs> And poor David G. Hall would roll in the next day. Yeah. 
and his voicemail would be loaded with people. You know, hey, fuck you. <laughs> Phil is a talent. And he's like, what? What did I do? And they said he loved it because yeah. he'd go back and listen to the hour. He's like, I've never once told any. I've been here 20 years. I've never told anybody to sing the cucaracha on the air. But, um, yeah. But Phil would also do Art yeah. Bell. He would also do an impression of Art Bell that was incredibly funny. But, David, it's the thing that the older I get, uh, I'm, you and I are so incredibly lucky that we came in yeah. when we did, and we were lucky enough. Yeah, maybe it's just that we were kids when we were, and we heard guys that were so good at what they do and so good. Because right now, if if look, we're lucky. If you're in your 20s or yep. 30s, outside of this podcast, who do you relate to on the FM? No, it's extremely tough. It's, it's Do we know anybody so on no. 91X? No. And that's what's funny when you ask me about music guys. There aren't a lot of music guys that I, I sit there and say there's an art to it that I respect. I mean, yeah. I almost feel like anybody can do it. Sorry to sit there and rip you down. Hitman Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Troy is a great guy. He lives down the street. Um, yeah, I mean, there are guys that I like, and you go, uh, where you go, there's just, like, Clint is a great guy. Great Clint guy. has Clint has... They give Clint no chance to show how cool he is on KGB. Um, and and so for me, having grown up loving KGB as a kid and understanding how good Mike and Jeff were, Berger and Prescott, um, understanding how good and getting to know John Leslie, who's an incredible influence on me personally and professionally, and and then, you know, everybody, man. Shotgun yeah. Tom is a great guy. Frank Anthony. I talked to Frank about this. I went to dinner with Frank. I heard Frank uh, on, what day was it? The other day, just at lunch. Going to lunch. Frank was on in the afternoon on Max. And he did this. He gave away $100, okay? He incorporates a phone call. And the phone call is, hi, I'm Mary in Lakeside, and I just won $100 on 105.7 Max FM. Well, Frank did the talk up, incorporates the recorded call, and as soon as she says 105.7 Max FM, the song starts. Incorporating the call to hit the post where you go, I may be the only guy in the car who <laughs> understands that. But you go, that's a science, man. That there's, Dave, I think there's a science to talk radio, which is fun, that I love kind of picking brains of guys that do it. But when you go to Frank, you go, it probably took him, I don't know, five minutes to put that yeah. together. But for him to do the walk up and know, look, she's good. The, the, the lead into the song is going to be 18 seconds. She's going to run eight which means I only I have to hit this at 10 yeah. seconds. I can't go 9. I can't go 11. I have to be exactly 10 seconds. And to just do it, I, I guarantee you, he didn't do it and erase it and do it and erase it. He just did it. Yeah. He goes 10, she goes 8, and she says 105.7 uh, 105 Max FM, and the song starts. 
And he goes, shit, that's how you do it, baby. That's how you do it. And I meant to text him. Um, I, I just, man, that's the stuff where you go, right? Wayne Partello doesn't know that. That's why you can't have Wayne Partello programming. That's not a shot yeah. at Wayne. He's he's working for the baseball team. Rod Fowler doesn't understand the science of that. Pete Seidler doesn't understand the science of that. doesn't make them bad guys. It just tells you they're not radio guys. But um, but there's, what song was it? Now I'm dying to know what song was. Oh, it. probably shit. What do they play on Max FM? Always something there to remind me. <laughs> Painted love. Well, they play all goddamn day on that station, right? I mean, they only play the same seven songs. Vacation by the Go Go's. Fuck, poor Frank. He's got fucking Shep gives him eleven songs oh, to play. Now make it count. Make it count. This is good. Shep, I've played uh, What I Like About You 10,000 fucking times this week. Well, it's going to be 10,001. Make sure you hit the post. And what other songs do they play over there? Do you think you know, right on the head? That was so fucking funny. I was thinking Tainted Love, too. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Tainted That's what love. love. What do you hear it? on Max FM? Any, anything Hall & Oates. Jesus. Hall & Oates, yeah. She said, leave me alone. <laughs> Or uh, he said, I'm a family man. Oh, my gosh. It's so uh, fucking that's funny. That's it. Oh, shit. I'm going to tell you what else yeah. I did with my son. Let me tell you. Where are you at on... Uh, what shows are you watching right now before we get you out You know, it's funny. I'm watching a lot of stuff. I'm watching... Uh, I, I just taped tonight. I haven't seen it yet, but the Barry, which is on HBO. Oh, my HBO Now is set up. Thank good. you to everybody who reached out. I, got, I started watching the Larry Sanders okay. thing. I thought that was good, but he was kind of bugging me at this start. <laughs> Because he was so neurotic. He is neurotic. A lot of comedians are train wreck. I watched Silicon Valley also, which is an HBO show. Did you watch the Andre the Giant documentary? I did watch that one. A little disappointed in it. It was, it was uh, I don't Overall, know why. Overall okay? Overall, it was fine. You'll like it. It was uh, It was sad. I mean, there's yeah. some, some sad stuff in there, man, how tough his life was. Um, I didn't know Andre the Giant lived in North Carolina. I thought that was interesting. Oh, that's funny. I you would know? not have known that. It said it reminded him of his, of his home in, in France, so... Um, but Hogan was good, I heard, huh? Hogan was great. And, yeah. and I thought Hogan, everything Hogan said about him was fantastic. Vince McMahon, funny too? Um, Vince McMahon was, was interesting. I mean, because he said the relationship turned to shit at the end, you know? Oh, and, wow. um, you, you, you'll like it. It's I'll worth watch it. For a wrestling guy, you'll like it. I don't know why I ex- was expecting more, but I can't say one thing I'd put in there because I don't know the story, but it, sure. was, it was sad, man. When he realized the life this guy lived was not easy and it was painful yeah. and... People making fun of him all the time, and it kind of kind of sucked. Um, I'll tell you, my son. And I watched and- Paterno, by the way, yesterday. Oh shit! How was that? It was uh, it, it was interesting. Where the whole time I'm watching, I, I love actors that make you forget you're watching that actor. Did Pacino pull it off? It looked like it seemed like Al Pacino the whole fucking time. Did it? <laughs> you're like shit. I didn't know Al Pacino coach at Penn State. <laughs> that's what that's what it was like. But it was. Uh, I know the Paterno family didn't like it at all, you know, really? but but it, it showed that, that he had major, major problems. He realizes the way they portrayed it, Paterno realizes he was fucked. Yeah. As the information's coming out, he's looking at the years don't match up on when he knew, and then it was it was bad. You know, the whole thing was, was bad. It was, that one's worth watching, though. All right, I'll, I'll tell you one. Out of all of them, though, Larry Sanders was, or, or Gary Shandling was my favorite one. I'll, I'll watch that for sure. The Stern, I heard Stern was fantastic last night introducing uh, Bon Jovi. Okay. So that's coming up in May. I think May 5th that'll be on. Uh, where have you been at with Deadliest Catch? I haven't watched Deadliest Catch in forever. Okay. Years. But I will tell you this, and this would be my thing for, for anybody. The guys at Discovery Channel 
figured it out and maybe do you have a 4k tv are you, either of your tvs 4k i have now? a 4k tv it's right there against the wall and wrapped up it's it's going to go right next to you on that wall by this no time shit. next week yeah okay so we're going to put a 4k tv in here yeah god damn dave i will tell you the guys who shoot that show it is gorgeous man like yeah. you the blues the whole thing are so clean on there but they do like it looks like it's going to be a pretty good season. Like different shit happening, guys getting hit by waves, yeah, temp, couple fights and everything else. But they did three things on this shit. I'm watching it with my son Cade today. We were like, God damn! Now I saw the first thing coming, and I got I fast forwarded through. The tradition is at the start of the crab season is that everybody on the team bites the head off a of fish. <laughs> And I'm like, well, we're not watching this shit. Right? <laughs> we're not watching this. So I fast forwarded through that. But they had this guy that came up, yeah. this uh, crew member. And he comes up to the captain and he goes, God dang, my finger. When the guy shows his finger. Now look at your finger, Dave. You, you, you can look at it. Okay. And right below your nail, see kind of that area kind of right before the first joint yeah. where it's kind of shiny. It's yeah. kind of a, a darker red or maybe a brown yeah. that you see. Okay, from the bottom of the dude's nail to your joint, that whole area there is yellow with infection. Oh, shit. It's yellow. So the guy goes, the captain goes, all right, I'm going to fix this for you. I'm going to fix this. But he goes, first off, I'm getting glasses. And you go, why is he putting glasses? Well, the deadliest catch is going to tell you. Yeah. He's getting eye protection because last year he did this for a guy's infected ear and it shot all over his face and they show it. (laughs) <laughs> like Jesus Christ, my son loses it. Oh my God, we're dying. Him, he takes this needle, yeah, this syringe, and he jams it right in the dude's finger, and he's like, "All right, ready? One, two, three. And they start squeezing it. It's the craziest shit. But I look at those guys like avoid. I yeah. highly recommend avoiding as they take ten pounds of gunk out of this dude's finger. But I, I love that show because I go, I know in my life, not only could I not do the fishing, I couldn't do the cameraman job yeah. on that. But some dude, they're showing the clip for this season, some guy, I've never seen it, some dude goes fucking overboard. <laughs> the cameraman or one of the fishermen? No, one of the fishermen. Oh, wow. And they freaked the, I mean, obviously yeah. they freaked the fuck out. Yeah. But the thing, I'll tell you the other thing, we were joking about the Coast Guard. Yeah. Remember the other day we were telling yeah. Coast Guard jokes? <laughs> God damn, dude. <laughs> a guy gets hit in the head, and he's got a concussion. Okay. Well, they're dealing with... They're out in the Bering Sea. It's like 20-foot waves. Yeah. Rocky. The boat's rocking all over. They all have these high posts that are at the front end and the back end of the boat. Then here comes the Coast Guard, because they got to fish this guy off the boat. And they're showing what these dudes do and yeah. how they do it in difficult weather and conditions and limited, you go, okay, enough with the fucking Coast Guard joke. But, uh, Dave, you just see it, man. Like yeah. the heated personalities, the stress of trying to drop these pots and catching the crabs. Crazy. It's pretty good shit. Yeah. Different, and then the other one we watched like 20 minutes of. And I, I've never, uh, this show, I just, I, I don't understand why anybody would do this. Have you ever seen that show, Naked and Afraid? No, I haven't seen it. I know what it's all about, but no, I haven't seen it. Like, what could possibly encourage you to, to do say, that show? 
have no idea. Every like yeah. the male and the female, they're yeah. they're naked. They have yeah. nothing. And it seems like I've seen I think probably like I watch Survivor. Yeah. I like Survivor. Got like ten of those on my DVR I haven't watched. But like Survivor, you'll see it a little bit. Naked and afraid, they do the same thing where within two days you're freezing. Yeah. You're always in some area where it's raining. Yeah. You have no shelter. And then by halfway through day three, from the tip of your ear to the tip of your toe, you're covered in bug bites. Yeah. Why would you do that? And there's always that chance that there's going to be a fucking snake coming yeah. through. And you always have to eat like a scorpion and you can't start fire. Like, <laughs> like why would you do that? I have no idea why anyone would do it. My nephew was yesterday was just on uh, American Ninja Warrior for the third time. Okay. Now and, was he as good as Woods? And so he's much better than Woods. He's but he's a an athlete. He's one of the he's a like world champion wakeboarder. Okay. Okay. And so I like that show. Okay. Those yeah. guys are studs. And he, he built the entire course in his backyard in Orlando, Florida. God damn. He had, I mean he put the money in. He's been doing this now for five years. And so they call him back because he gets the viewers. Well, what's his name? Sean Murray. So anyone okay. that's into wakeboarding will know him because he's he's the satchel page of the of the sport. He's been doing it since he's twenty years old. He's now like forty one. And, and he's so, what now? How is he related to you? He's my wife's sister's son. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah. So you probably met Sean, Sean Murray. You probably met him a couple times. But anyway, the guy's has built this course, and people come to his house in Orlando all the time okay. and want to train on it. And when I was back there about a year and a half ago for the. Alabama Clemson game in Tampa. Yeah. We were stayed in Orlando. It's like an hour drive to Tampa. I'm looking at this course. There's not one thing on that fucking course right? I think I could do. Not one. And it's yeah. like you have that big wall you got to jump up on. Now, how high, how high is that wall? It's, it's like it? ten feet tall. The but. problem was with Sean is he's like five six. So okay. so height hurts him in the course. But I'm sitting there looking at this. I go, why would you keep going back on this fucking show? Yeah. Just like you were saying about naked and afraid. Why would you do it? And the guy loves it. He absolutely fucking loves doing this show. Yeah. And I get, and then you get a call last night. Ah, fuck it, he don't win. Well, no shit. He's five six. You know, yeah. you got to be like six feet, six one to have a chance on that fucking thing. But it's uh, it, it's it's crazy to me. Why would probably he probably helps doing for it? his brand? For his brand, yeah, sure. But I know what you're. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, how do you? Yeah, I like those shows, man. Uh, I like those. Not so much the wipeout show. We yeah. got some schlub in a green t-shirt looking like a fucking jerk. <laughs> But um, get your buddy hitting you in the nuts before you even start. By the way, I have something else cleared up because yeah. while I was at the Padres storm, great to see Dallas from the kept faith. Great to see Padres. Dallas HJ. just unfollowed me on Twitter, by the way. I don't know what the fuck that's all about. He did. Yeah, we did a show. Whole deal. Yeah, we, we we're always nice about those guys. We're probably going to see him next Saturday at uh, Cali Comfort. Oh, we'll talk about that. Might then... have to uh, give him a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Him and Elston, yeah. who fucking couldn't bring the goals home? Yeah, yeah, fucking Elston. God dang it, man. You're right. Fuck so, Elston. Darren Smith, by the way, doesn't follow me on Twitter, I realized. He just started following me the other day because he's a, a big shot. He's a big shot. Um, But I, I have confirmation for I have you. Paul Abdul, Darren, you fucker. I have the real Lisa Ann. <laughs> the real Lisa Um, So I'm talking to Padres HJ. Yeah. Who used to be Padres Jagoff. Okay. And I go, what? Where did the Woods video come from? I go, I've watched it like the Zapruder film. Me I can't too. get enough of it. And I said, okay, now help me out. The daylight video, I thought, 
was Jay Isbell. He goes, no. Nobody knows who the fuck Jay Isbell is. He goes, everything you see on that video of guys eating shit is Steve Woods. I said, what? I thought it was only Woods at night. He goes, no. The early part in the day, the whole thing. He goes, I goddamn bought that video. He goes, I bought it strictly for this. Yeah. And I was like, shit. Shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Now I got to go back and watch it again. Oh, my gosh. Because the daylight video where he is just getting ragdolled and tipped over, right? Yeah. It's all him. That's all Steve. Just getting the living shit beat. I swear. Hannah watched- would have married him if she saw that video. No way. No. <laughs> no, I don't think no so. No way. She'd have married fucking uh, Robbie Erlin. Yeah, Jeff Zevely. <laughs> Robbie Erlin. Big game, Bob. <laughs> but um, I saw those guys out there. And then yeah. today, God damn, those guys were all heated up. Because AC, AC sends out a tweet, and he says, you know, I, I don't know why my wife let me do it, but to be standing on the Major League ball field an hour before the game is some kind of honor, right? It's like a 10-second yeah. video. God damn, here comes Ghost to Ray Kroc. Yeah, we get it. You like being the beat writer. <laughs> Tough room. And then uh, I think it was Padres H.J. was like, all we needed was, hey, they pay me to be here. Or my view from the office today. Yeah. I was like, these guys got the fucking Rojo, man. They <laughs> had it. no time for AC. But it's, it's so funny, man. I love those guys. But I ran into uh, Dallas. It was great the other night. Yeah, it was into, great when I saw him, too. Um, yeah, big time. Uh, we, okay. Do want to mention this. Yes. And then we can get the fuck out of here. Next weekend is an incredibly exciting weekend. It's the 10th anniversary for Cali Comfort. And Sean Walchev uh, and the staff at Cali Comfort means a lot to both me and Dave and this show. And hopefully you guys as well. We couldn't be more excited for the relationship that we have with those guys. Um, Friday night, if you go out to Cali, they will have a... um, Everybody will get a commemorative pint glass. Okay. Commemorative pint glass going out. On Saturday, are you going Saturday? I'm going Saturday. Okay, I'll be out there Saturday as well. uh, I think I'm bringing Josh with me. Yeah, I'm bringing my sons too. Jack and Kate are coming out. Uh, We're going to go out Saturday night. Saturday night's going to be great because they're going to do a bunch of different samples, of different styles of brisket and barbecue and all kinds of fun things. That's going to happen next Saturday night at Cali Comfort. And then next Sunday, if you happen to go out for the weekend, they are doing uh, VIP T-shirts and just doing fun things throughout the weekend. We're going to be out there watching the Padre game on next Saturday night, which okay. is going to be great. But uh, look, man, he he's just he's family to us. He's a good dude. Trotter will be out there Saturday night, which will be fun. And uh, and we look forward to seeing all of you. But I, I, I hope you do what Dave and I try to do, and that's support Sean, support yeah. the good people at Cali Comfort. I'm hoping uh, Brian Curry and, and Ryan Barkley and Blake and, and our, our brand new sponsor. We got a new sponsor tonight. We couldn't be more thrilled about. Uh, but we hope all those guys will come out and help us celebrate with Sean, his staff, his family, which is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. 
celebrate 10 years, and we look forward to 10, if not 20, if not 30 more. Great years, a great barbecue, great laughs at Cali Comfort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Works extremely hard. done a fantastic job. All right, Jeff just mentioned brand new sponsor. Look, Alan Taylor has uh, jumped on. He's uh, one of those guys that has made it easy for us to continue doing this podcast. Alan Taylor, tailor-made pools. Look, if you're one of those guys that's always thought about getting that swimming pool, I know yeah. I have. I've never had the swimming pool. I've thought about it my entire life. I said, man, if I get a swimming pool, which way would I go about it? I love looking at them. I always like to look at the different designs. Alan's the best. Alan's been in business for 20 years here in San Diego. Tailor-made pools. He can make the pool just for you. New construction, commercial, residential, full remodels, commercial, residential. You name it. doesn't matter. New equipment repairs. As he tells me, we do it all. 619-449-4452. That number again for... A tailor-made pools, 619-449-4452. I remember when Dave first talked about having a pool built in the back, and he said, you know what I'm going to have done? I'm going to have the the Playboy Bunny yes. done in the backyard. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. And then he said, I'm going to do the hook'em horns. And no, I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> the reason why you want to call Alan is because you're going to have somebody like Dave who comes up with a dopey design for you. When you are doing it, you're going to have the 3D design with a virtual tour. It's going to show you what the pool is going to look like in your backyard. Dave, it's exactly what friends have done through the past. Unfortunately, they did it the wrong way. They didn't have the benefit of 3D design, and they had somebody come out and say, hey, this is going to be great. We're going to do a pool for you. And guess what? The guy had the measurements wrong. He screwed it up. And all of a sudden, the left side of the pool looked great, and the right side of the pool looked like some cheap motel in Barstow. You're like, what happened here? Well, we didn't really do it well. I, th- I think when you look at a pool going into your house, it's an investment. But it's an investment for your – it's kind of like your relaxation. My yep. sons and I talked about today. Just the opportunity to hang out together as a family. You're going to want to have a barbecue back there, right? You're going to want to have the slide come down, the grotto, any of those kind of things exactly. Alan's going to help you with. And look, bottom line, man, life is too short. You deserve it. Do it the right way. Call our friends at TaylorMade Pools. Jeff's absolutely right. The waterfalls, the grotto, the slide, saltwater technology, that's the way a lot of people are going right now. Turn your backyard into a staycation. TaylorMade Pools, 619-449-4452. Also, just jumped on Twitter as well. You can find uh, Alan's business at TaylorMade Pool, at TaylorMade Pool on Twitter. And because he's a brand-new sponsor, we have a deal that Alan doesn't even know about. (laughs) If you sign up and get a TaylorMade Pool and you're one of the first hundred to do so, at the weekend of your choice, we will have Vera out there in a bikini, sunning, so you go... Not only did I get a pool, but I got the gorgeous girl, too. Again, it's limited to the first hundred that call tailor-made pools, but you make it happen. We're going to have Vera out there in her beautiful American flag bikini. It'll be great. She smells wonderful. Call Alan. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you, and next thing you know, you'll be on your way down to the trailway station to pick up Vera off that bus. Hi, Dave and Jeff. What a weekend. What a in weekend. the grotto, bringing back memories when she was in there with Jimmy Kahn. It's like the old days. <laughs> with Jimmy Kahn. Oh, boy. All right. Another guy that's been in this for the longest time, Brian Curry. He's the best. You're looking in real estate. You're looking to buy. You're looking to sell. You want your future. <laughs> Look at you cracking yourself up. Brian Curry is your guy selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. He's uh, president. Make Jimmy Kahn rather fuck Leisure Fryer than Vera. <laughs> <laughs> he just made it worse. 
That's harassment. You're going to get sick. Oh, shit. You watch it. Sorry, I love Leisure Fire. Brian's your guy all over San Diego. Even IB. Even the chef will tell you no no, IB. No, no, Life's too short. No, nothing like that. It's funny. I was watching uh, Friends of Brian Curry, obviously, through social media. Yeah. And he took his son up. He's a a quarterback. Took him up to Oregon. Yeah, I've been watching. you see that? And it was funny. The guy he ran into, the first guy, was Mario Cristobal, former Miami Hurricane, actually. But it was weird when my son Josh, quarterback, went to Alabama. First yeah. guy he ran into, same guy, Mario Cristobal. Well, what's and, he doing and, and stalking so- guys associated with this show? Maybe we need to have <laughs> Chris Hansen talk to Hey, Mario, come on in. Have a seat. Nicest guy in the world. It's just so funny that my wife and my son loved him in Alabama. He gets yeah. a job in Oregon in front of ours, Brian Curry. Oh, that's awesome. Because Oregon runs into the same guy and had the same feeling. But Brian Curry's a guy. He's the most down-to-earth guy going. He's going to look out for your best needs. He's going to make sure you're in a situation you're extremely happy with. We love having Brian on this show. His number again, 619-251-1588. It's BrianCurryRealEstate.com. Yeah, it's funny, man, uh, because... Now with Alan jumping on, like I, I go back and forth as far as what my next living situation is yeah. going to be. And it, it, today being out with my sons and talking about, you know, we're going to own, we're going to rent. And, and even, Dave, little things where you go, well, you know, a cat or a dog. Well, yeah. if the dog or the cat has an accident in a property you own, you know, oh, shit. All right, <laughs> here we go. We just get it cleaned up. But yeah. now all of a sudden when you're renting and you have to do rental deposits and everything else uh, there's a part of me and that's why for me and, and i think this message goes to all of you there's nobody that i trust more in this situation than brian i i truly do and so when finances are settled and you go okay brian here's what i'm looking to do um and you know having having alan now jump in where you go shit man do i have a backyard where my my son said to me today Hey, can we can we just say that every year we're gonna spend the weekend with you for the Masters weekend? And I go, yeah. yeah. And he go, yeah, we're gonna barbecue and we're gonna watch the golf. And and I said to him, I go, Brian's gonna make sure that we're in the right place. But now all of a sudden we go, well, shit, I could be in the right place, and and I could maybe we put a pool in, cool and, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden you go, okay, well, I'm sorry for the the circumstance that we went through, but maybe it worked out okay. Dave, what bottom line, what it gets down to is the trust that I have in him as a friend. Been doing it 20 years, a guy who sees a lot and uh, and is going to lead me the right way, man. I, I couldn't be more thrilled that Brian sponsors this show. And we've already said it. Uh, when you do it, you're going to get a gift certificate, either to Happy Plumbing or to Barkley Landscaping. Shit, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe uh, TaylorMade Pools is incorporated in that. Move in day. Yep. Dinner at Cali Comfort, which is wonderful. But uh I, I can tell you firsthand, I'm starting to get a little itchy. I'm starting to get a little itchy to start getting this thing settled so we can get going because I feel like sand's Good. moving through the hourglass. And one of the reasons I don't dread it, like tax day. Hey, happy yeah. tax day, fuckers. Enjoy writing that <laughs> check today. Um, why I don't dread it is because the trust I have in Brian and you're going to have that trust as well. Absolutely. Brian's absolutely fantastic and very proud that he's a former military member and relocation pilot. broker. Yes. Absolutely. Helicopter pilot. And his son's in the military as well. Relocation broker for military members. You know, you're dealing with a good guy. 619-251-1588. And Blake and Travis, happy plumbing. Look, we tell yeah. you all the time, unfortunately, you're going to need Blake and Travis when you least expect it. 619 619- 
433-4943. That number needs to be in your phone. 619-433-4943. You never know when the water heater is going to go. Happyplumbing.com. Easiest way to get a hold of them. 24-hour service, seven days a week. Happy Plumbing understands emergencies. They're never ideal. Happy Plumbing are the people to help you out. Here's the other reason why to keep that number handy. I saw it today on Facebook with a friend who said, hey, I need an electrician and I need an electrician right now. Well, it may not be an electrician, but somebody you know needs a plumber yep. all the time. And it could be somebody that calls you. It could be your neighbor. It could be somebody on social media that is saying that it went through what we went through when the uh, when you got a slab leak. Yeah. And all of a sudden now you have to rely on, oh, my goodness, what do I do? They, they don't even print the yellow pages anymore. So you've got water coming up and you go, I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know who to call. Well, now you know with Blake and Travis – you go, look, man, they, they sponsor Dave and Jeff. They help put the podcast on the air. Or it could be something as simple as this, which my son said to me today. And he said, uh, hey, when you get moved in, and uh, what's the bathroom going to be like? <laughs> he just said, he's yeah. wondering. He's like, what's the bathroom going to be like? I said, you know what the bathroom's going to be like, man? I go, it's going to be great. I said, it's going to be great because the water's going to be warm. Uh Everything's going to work fine. Yes. There'll be water pressure the whole deal. And he goes, oh, yeah? How do you know that? And I said, because Blake and Travis at Happy exactly. Plumbing are going to make it that way for you so that when you come home, you're going to be like, dude, this is the coolest place going. It could be the disposal, the shower, anything else, and that drain cleaning deal is the, the key to the whole one. Absolutely. $99 drain cleaning, any drain, happyplumbing.com, easiest way to get a hold of Blake and Travis. All right, I think that's it. We paid that's tribute. Pretty good, to- man. I think my voice is going to last. I've been battling my throat, man, all weekend long. Uh, paid tribute. I got sick from from you, man. You've been coughing nonstop. You better shut your goddamn mouth. Unless <laughs> you got any proof of that bullshit. What? Because I coughed for nineteen straight shows. My wife brought you soup in the middle of the show too. So sweet. <laughs> she heard you coughing. She goes, "I'm gonna make Jeff soup." Uh, now, what is that minestrone? It is. God damn, Dave. There you go. I don't know what she did to deserve her. <laughs> uh, by the way, too, I want to thank the great Christy Lozier for finally uh, accepting my friend request on <laughs> Facebook today. Thanks. I only set up the new account yeah. fucking four months ago. Yeah. yeah, I know you've been so fucking busy doing nothing. Watching the Harry Connick show. Thanks for fucking finally accepting my membership. It's great. <laughs> no, that show's awesome. Uh, so, Dave, that would yeah. be my uh, advice that I would leave you with. Deadliest catch looks bad. Oh, okay. shit, it looks good in 4K. Um, tribute to Art Bell. Cali Comfort Weekend next weekend. I like where the pods are at. Overall, I like it. Um, 97.3, I wouldn't expect anything too interesting, but really, who could blame them at this part? There you go. All right, are we coming back tomorrow? Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow night uh, on Twitter, at Dave Palais, on Twitter, at Jeff Dotseth. Um, I think that's it. Thanks to everybody, too, who continues to reach out in support of this show, which we love in support of Dave's dad, which we see those messages for my deal going on. uh, I just couldn't be more uh, humbled by it is, is the way sincerely to put it. But on, uh, but once again, let me remind you, if you're not up to date with what's going on on 97.3 and you don't, you can't hear it where you live in La Jolla. I don't care. (laughs) I mean, I really don't. I don't work there. 
Um, continue to pound Mike Lickenhouse, and maybe someday Dave and I will go, do you want to go work there at 9 to noon if they offer that gig to us? Uh, over at 1090? That would be the right circumstance. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, which is yeah. this podcast. People, people keep thinking we have a deal already done. That's no, not the we case don't. at all. We have not been called in and talked to anybody. In Our agent, days. Scott Kaplan's the worst agent <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Fucking guy can't close the front door, much less close the deal. But I appreciate him getting in there and scrapping. Yeah. It would have to be the right deal. It would have to be the right circumstance. I love doing this. And no matter yeah. what we end up doing, I plan on keeping this. You know, I, I think it would be fantastic to keep this thing going. So I absolutely love doing it. Yeah, I kind of think that's where we both are. But I, I sure appreciate everybody who's been supportive of it. But, um, you know, look, for the time being, you're lucky that you have real talents like Rich Herrera out there. That are What's Rich doing now other than posting pictures from the suite? <laughs> He's wearing the goddamn uh, John McEnroe headband, just sweating his ass off, <laughs> fucking freaking out. He's a fucking nice dude, but he's uh, his balls have been yes, cut off unfortunately. too. Rich will enjoy it. You'll see. Oh, and finally, hang on, I got to bring up one more yeah. thing before we leave. Hang on, and this, I hope. How long are we at right now? We're at two hours and four minutes. Okay, I'll I'll try to make this quick. Okay. What uh, what exactly is going on with Coach Cantera right now? Coach Kinter giving you Padre updates on Facebook? With the 80, whatever the 94 hat on. Yeah. Leaning forward in the chair. Do we need to do an intervention I there? <laughs> I can't figure out what's going on with the coach. Unfortunately, I don't know. What's going on. I thought he quit his job at 1090. He wasn't fired, right? Didn't he yeah, quit? No, he like quit. Three, yeah, so I don't understand. He wants to get back on the radio really bad. Do you think he thinks he made a mistake quitting? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm shocked, like, if you're... They've never fixed that time slot at 1090 since he left. No. Um, I don't know if... I I can't tell you. I mean, it worked out well because they were carrying Padre baseball. So Coach and Randy could do pre and post. Um, There's supposed to be another voice coming in at 97.3 because you can't have Ello doing four-hour talk shows and then, you know, incorporating in the pregame show, and then sticking around and doing an hour-long postgame show, you're just going to fucking run the kid into the ground. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make sense for yes, them I to put Coach it, at it that spot? It completely makes sense, and it's safe. Coach isn't going to do anything embarrassing. He's not going to say he had a leukemia to get on an airplane. No shit, right? Yeah, coach I guess uh, Hacksaw calls there all the time. Yeah. And that conversation, I guess, <laughs> he should just give up. Uh, he should just give up. But but I'm I'm worried about Coach. Because I feel like when he's sitting there in the chair right now and he's wearing the hat and he's, you can't be serious. Like he's yelling like, I'm afraid the next thing that's going to come is that he's going to have a sock puppet. <laughs> and then I'm afraid that he's going to be doing it. Just one day he's going to completely lose his shit. He's going to be dressed like the Swiss Miss girl. And we're going to be like, fuck, Dave. We didn't say anything. We didn't say anything. He's just like this in, the, sitting in his backyard, just as a Swiss Miss girl with a sock puppet. Gets so angry, he just breaks his own fingers. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't ever you? say that again. Don't you ever badmouth Corey Lupke again, Mr. Sock. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm dying here. Somebody help me. I'm glad you've made this extended podcast for that. Jesus. Just, I'd just like to say one time, because I keep getting threatened that somebody's going to sue me, James Kahn, to the best of my knowledge, did not fuck Vera in the grotto. 
And while he's a wonderful man, I don't believe Leisure Fryer or Jimmy Khan have any interest in each other. That was only said for comedic purposes. If any feelings were hurt in the process, I sincerely from my bones apologize. All right, that's it. Let's see, let's see you tomorrow.